Welcome to Xbox Uncut's weekly podcast. We're back for another crazy week of news, fun, and adventure, like every week. Well, no, not last week. Apparently not. But, we are back. Uh, but we're, we are missing a man. So, and Chris has decided to part from the show. We'll just throw it out there. Uh, we appreciate all the hard work, the amazing intros he's done for us. We had to part ways, and, you know, we, we appreciate everything he's done for us. We've you know, we love him. We hope him the best. But when one door closes, new doors open. So let's just have an awesome show, guys. So let's introduce everybody on the panel today. I got Vern, the Golden Throw. Welcome to the show, Vern. Ah, oh, thank you for having me on the show, Dustin. Really thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, we also have the wonderful Tim Dog. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> oh, we have that Steve Rules guy that you know still trying to find you know room for forgiveness. <laughs> she's testing me, Vern. She's testing me. But welcome to the show, Steve. Well, that Steve Rules guy. That's yeah. That's that's not really the sort of welcome that I. Uh, that Would I you rather Bear Killer? Because yeah. we can call you Bear Killer instead. Uh, you know, some things were said between, you know, the Fuzzy Doom Brigade and, and Rocket Dog. I think it's time to draw a line onto them. You know, I, I did apologize very publicly on Twitter. Um, I, I noticed so. Rocket Dog does that a lot. Like, it, it's something, it's something <laughs> like they can't go like a week without apologizing in this mass apology. We, we are people pleasers. And therefore, you know, we like to uh, do a real statistical analysis of things that have been done. If apologies need to be given, we'll do it. You know, we're you know we're men or dogs enough to you know to turn around and do that. There's no there's no shame. There's no shame. Well, it does seem like there's peace between the Fuzzy Doom Brigade and Team Rocket Dog now. So, I think we're okay. And membership isn't exclusive. Rocket Doggers can definitely hang out with the Doom Brigaders. And you are welcome to hang out with us as well. Except well, we don't need to, but yeah. you can hang out. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Steve, Steve I'm kidding. just to throw it out there. Kidding. We are Legion. <laughs> 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 All right. And we also Not... have Jason. Welcome to the show, Jason. I'm going to be the good guy this podcast. So, really? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to be the good guy side. Are you you just going to put your mic on mute? Yeah. <laughs> we call you Ford good guy? Yeah. You, you can just plug it back into your Xbox. We <laughs> <laughs> oh. don't know. I was just, you should, but I'll just, you know. All right. Well, I'd also like to apologize for not having a show last week, like, Everything just kept coming up over and over and over and over. Like, we just could not get everybody together to do the podcast. So I'd like to make a personal apologize, apology to everyone out there that was waiting, especially when we said we were going to do it on Sunday, and then that ended up not happening. So I am personally sorry that we didn't get anything out there for you last week. But we're going to make it up. We're going to make it up. Or the background I got a question from the, uh, from the chat here. Where's Tim's webcam? Well, out of service right now. I'll out of service? 
Yeah. Out of service. I have, a, to... I have a cheap webcam, but it's just I gotta get a new one. It's just when I spend the money. So I'll come back. All right, man. Ono Bones is apologizing for the sexist statement. Real men and women both apologize. Fake men and women too. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that's the update <laughs> on the chat room. <laughs> Can we do chat updates every now and then now, from now on? (laughs) What we do is the chat discusses as we go on. But, uh, Vern, we got some letters. Oh, we're going right to letters. All right. All right, let's see. Let's see we have three letters all from the same person. I'm sure you can guess who this is. Uh, This is the Wicked Soul. He says, hello, friends. You might have noticed I was nowhere to be seen these past weeks. I will tell you where I have been. In the blistering cold mountains of Redacted, there is a cave that is known to many as a simple tourist attraction, but little do they know, it is an entrance to one of humanity's oldest crypts that holds many secrets. The beginning of the universe? What really happened to Atlantis? What happens when you go through a black hole? All these questions answered. I've gone into that crypt alone and saw things that no mere mortal should ever see. Unfortunately, I cannot reveal the knowledge I have gained. I have made a pact with the guardian that protects this earth. Anyways, I have returned to writing letters within the safety of my own dungeon. Wicked. All right. Uh, I guess I can go on to the next one because that was self-explanatory. Disclaimer. This is written by predictive text again since the last time brought a very good discussion, and I hope this brings an even better one. With the latest information about the new features in the middle-aged women... (laughs) who are interested in learning about how to get a chance to see what happens when you want the truth. What is your responsibility for their actions? Well, I think the cornerstone of our responsibility is to make sure that power doesn't corrupt. Because these new features are pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Well, how do middle-aged women gain new features? Well, it's it's called college, and into, I, I guess going to college late. Maybe. Because they're at an age where they don't gain new features, right? I guess they could... The features can change. I don't know. (laughs) 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 And what do you think they're interested in learning about how to get a chance to see what happens? (laughs) Well, I think it's like... Just like predictive uh, text, I think this is predictive futures. So it's, you know, it's woman intuition pushing forward the boundaries of science okay and what's our responsibility for these actions to make sure it flourishes as much as possible okay so i feel like i'm reading the the idea behind the new ghostbusters movie but (laughs) but so we're we're responsible for the advancement of middle-aged women in society i think that's what the predictive text is telling us (laughs) okay not to become dancers at a Microsoft event. At That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. I think I like that. Yeah. That's a very responsible thing to say, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. How do you feel, Steve? <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> I meant on this question, but I guess that's a good enough answer. <laughs> Tim? Um... I just think he's just trying to fracture time. That's the only thing he's trying to do with that letter. There's okay. no answer. 
You went all quantum break on that one. All right. <laughs> all right. Last letter. This is such a short letter section. This is sad. If you were kidnapped by an evil person and they forced you to play one game until you got 100% completion on every difficulty, what game would that be? You're playing on a 4K 65-inch TV, sitting on a chair that feels like heaven, and you only get Mountain Dew and Doritos, plus all the different flavors. The game has to be AAA because the evil person says indie games don't count. Hmm. Ninja Gaiden. Can we play multiplayer games? I, he never states. Well, no, but he does state every difficulty. How many multiplayer exactly. games have difficulties? So I'm pretty sure that he's talking about, uh, you know. What if it's a game campaigns. that has a multiplayer mode? I'm going to choose the Order 1866 because I got beat it in 30 minutes and no longer be kidnapped. Does that count? <laughs> I was trying to think of the shortest game possible that I could beat really quickly. Didn't somebody well, complete uh, Ori in a real crazy amount of time? Yeah, Fuck. but that's... Far Cry 4 that takes skill. 15 minutes. No, but you got to beat it to completion. 100%. Far Cry, yeah, Far Cry you would get be a pain all that in the bullshit. Ass. Yeah. Nah, nah, you, well, yeah, but you can't do that in Ori either, so. Fast and the Furious, the fucking uh, whatever edition DLC. Quantum, I think that Honestly, counts as AAA. Quantum Break seems like it would be an easy one to do this with, actually. Because yeah. you'd only have yes. to play the game twice. Uh, isn't there three difficulties? Yeah, no, but they just have to do you can, the. Uh... You, can, you can play it on hard mode. And then we we'll knock it out for one. Well, it, you still have to do two playthroughs because to get some of the achievements, you have to choose the different junction point options. So, but that wouldn't be that bad. I could do it. I'm sticking with Ninja Gaiden because I feel like if I did that and I beat the crap out of it, I would actually accomplish something during my in captivity. Uh, I don't know. Like, just. I've never been able to beat it since motherfuckers, certain people have deleted my save game like three times. Uh, and I've gotten close. So um, close. Numa would be an easy one, too. It's not AAA. Why, why uh, it's not. It's, it's not a, a Quantum yeah. Break is definitely uh, one that you, you could throw in there. Yeah. But there has to be another one. And Rise wouldn't be that bad. You're also on a Rise, yeah. that feels like heaven. A couch that feels like heaven. So you're not going to, even though you're in captivity, you're probably not going okay. to getting you off the couch. Yeah, but Rise would be rough because of the multiplayer. You'd have to get all the way up to whatever level it was and all level that. Level 200, I can confirm. Yeah, F that. Great. Yeah, Quantum Break. Quantum Break. Easy one. I'm going to do it. That'd be it. I'm planning on going for a 1,000 on Quantum Break. Shouldn't be too hard. All right. Does anybody else have an answer for this, or are we? Okay. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I know Steve is. It has to be some like slam dunk. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why you guys want to stay in captivity. <laughs> well, to be fair, if I've got, a lot, I mean, actually, to be fair, I mean, Doritos are awful, and I've never tried Mountain Dew, so. Um, not a true gamer, Steve. Uh, or just not American. You've never uh, been. A, you've never had a verification can, so. But, I mean, I would probably pick... Well, I mean, if we're going to go for the shortest game possible, then Order okay. Order 1886, man. <laughs> I, I could pick some... But, you know, if I was going to go for a game, you know, assuming that captivity would be a long time, it would probably be The Witcher 3 or something like Foot Manager. 
because then at least you know I have a damn good time doing it. Now, if you want to be in captivity a long time, Forza Motorsport Six or I, I don't think you've seen the achievements for Football Manager. Do I want to? <laughs> well, if you're going to be there for a long time, they're certainly going to get a lot of variety. Play Football Manager. Uh, so, Tim? I don't know. I guess um, I'm going to go, I guess, Rise. I think that's the answer. All right, man. All right. So we actually do have another letter. Prophecy sent one in late. And the name of the letter is called Late. He says, hi, everyone. Will we ever get another Splinter Cell game? When will Splinter Cell Blacklist be backwards compatible on Xbox One? We'll see if these release this year. Will Xbox Uncut make an app for the Xbox One? Do you think Microsoft will ever have a new IP that's as big as Gears of War or Halo? What's next for Xbox? P.S. Steve rules, Steve cares, Steve knows. You know, those are a lot of great questions that we don't know the answers to. <laughs> I think the important But we can attempt to answer them. Was what he said at the end about this Steve rules bloke. <laughs> I, I've always liked Prophecy. Prophecy is a, is a damn good man. Just want to shout he out plays to on, Prophecy. He plays. Oh, he asks one more question too. I'm sorry. Continue. No, he plays uh, with you on Rocket League, right? He's your teammate. He he, he hasn't recently. I've been sad about yeah. that. Mm. But anyway, he did ask one more question. Is a Rise sequel in the works? Okay, so let's. I guess we can start there. Is a Rise sequel in the works? No. Steve can answer this one. No. <laughs> I, did I hear an echo? <laughs> All right, let's parse through this. Uh, will we ever get a Splinter Cell game? I say yes. At some point in the future. But it's going to be probably quite different to a traditional Splinter Cell, maybe like some sort of open world. Episodic. Thing. Uh, have Ubisoft ventured into episodic yet? I don't know. I don't think uh, so. This will be their entering. <laughs> it'll, it'll probably be mixed up a lot. Oh, wait. Now is you, Telltale going to make it? No. No, wait. I, I know what Ubisoft's first episodic game will be because it'll make everyone cry. It's the perfect one. Beyond Good and Evil 2. I thought you were going to say Assassin's Creed. No, no. It, <laughs> it, it, it's got to be Beyond Good and Evil 2. Cry. The one that, no, because Beyond Good and Evil is like so cherished. People love that game. They've been waiting yeah. for a sequel forever. So that's like the perfect game. They just put the dagger in the hearts by saying, we're making one and it's going to be episodic. Isn't that's that almost, great? That'd be <laughs> almost as trollish as Final Fantasy VII doing it. Yeah. They might as well. They, while they're at it, they can come out and say every episode is going to be the size of a bit real game, you know? A true sixty dollar title. <laughs> well, that's what they're doing, pretty much. With the they're Final saying Fantasy they're 11, yeah. yeah, they said they're going to follow the Final Fantasy thirteen kind of course as far as three like full games. I think that's okay. That's not that bad. But they're full games. As you long know. as you can if, go if back, they're, if they're good games, then that's, yeah, that's fine. I I think that new this thing new of just like what Hitman's doing and what Final Fantasy's attempting is not a good idea. Well. Well, Hitman's a bit different because they've launched digital first and it's it's episodic. But some people have said, well, you know, originally they said it wasn't early access and episodic and then it was episodic and it actually kind of feels early access. I think the Final Fantasy model is very different 
to Hitman. Yeah. And I think the Hitman one is a terrible idea. And then this week they said, oh, well, you know, the intention is to release sort of a new sort of episode every month, but we're not sure that we'll, you know, we don't want to guarantee we're going to do that. And then they had to issue another statement saying, but as it stands, we're currently on course. Jesus. I don't know. We shall see. What was the next question? Okay, so we already talked about Splinter Cell. Next question. We'll see oh, if no, these wait, release. Wait a second. Oh, 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 backwards compatibility. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It was the, when Ubisoft were asked about it after backwards compatibility was announced. The first thing they said was, "Oh, we think this would be really good for a game like Splinter Cell," and none of them are backwards compatible. When do you? No, but do you think this would happen as soon as they released another Splinter Cell game? They would uh, use it to self-promote it. It'd be before that. Before that. Okay. Okay. Next question. We'll see if these release this year. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. No. I'm gonna say no. Beta, open beta. I'm going yes. I'm, I'm putting a firm yes down. I'm going no. Early, early 2017, before Scalebound. Mm-hmm. Delayed. <laughs> but it's fine. Well, I mean, they're pretty stacked for the rest of the year still. They'll probably put freaking Fable Legends in its place. That's what they'll do. Oh, gosh. Jesus. We'll talk about that soon. Next yeah. question. Will Xbox Uncut make an app for the Xbox One? No, we will not because none of us can make it. Wait, wait a second. This is not what? true. If we I can, can make it on code, our Xboxes. Yeah, if I can learn to code, I will make an Xbox app for the Xbox One. We're not going to say it's going to be any good. On yeah. your Xbox. Yeah. So uh, It'll have a native hey, resolution knows? of 640 by 480. And, it might uh, just be a very simple app that tosses you straight to the, twi- uh, the, you know, our Twitch channel and tosses you to the website so you can listen to the podcast. Uh, but I'd love to do one. I just, you know, it's just learning how to actually create one. That's the the big dealio. But yeah, we'll the, we'll look the entire it. program will just be a splash screen. That's yes, that's <laughs> good. It'll be. Fucking beautiful. It won't even have an exit button on it. It will no. have a fart app built into it, and we will be the first fart app on Xbox. It will be a UFP. You didn't, you didn't get my joke about not having the exit, but anyway. I did. I, okay, I good. Someone I, someone got it. Okay. I, I'm there for you, Fern. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Doesn't need one. You can just put the mouse over the X. Okay, well, next question. Xbox, so you just hit the guide button. Yeah, that's who. Uh, next question. Uh... Here we go. Do you think Microsoft will ever have a new P, new <laughs> P, a new P, a new IP that's as big as Gears of War or Halo? At some point, yeah. It's a tough one, but those were massive. No, well, and first person. Well, we're talking first, about first-party uh, games just aren't ever. massive like that anymore. We're talking first about first-party games, but first-party games aren't massive like that anymore. I don't no, know no, if they'll no. ever be. But but let's be honest here, right? If they were to go and make another FPS. That was multiplayer, or another third-person shooter that was multiplayer, in the, in the you know with the same sort of focus that Halo and Gears do. It'll sell, but they don't want to. But they don't want to do that because they don't want to affect Halo and Gears. So, until such a time arises that they feel that they can put something in there that they're willing to compete with either of those, the answer will be no. When the answer is yes, then they will. But do you ever? Do you think it'll ever be as big as one of those two? I just I can't imagine you, it. Do you think? Yes. Do you, do you if, think if games, they were to do it? Yes. Do you think games are too criticized nowadays? 
in order to reach that kind of level? Because, I mean, you could technically say Gears of War and Halo got away with a lot that they wouldn't have gotten away with. I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm sure you could point out some shit that people would complain about. Yeah, but De- Destiny did it, but on a multiplayer, I mean, multi-platform scale. But yeah. still, it still kind of did it just from hype alone. So I guess it's the the possibility's there, but I just have a hard time seeing it ever happen with a first-party game at this point. Well, I mean, look at Titanfall, which is Xbox PC exclusive. It's true. It's true, and that so, was almost as big. You, know, yeah. you have to make a very specific type of game. It's gonna come out the right time too. But there's there's no reason why they they can't do it. They just, as it sounds, and, and you know, rightfully so. Um, you know, they aren't wanting to clip the wings of what they've already got to do it. So. I think they would like to have it though, because it. I think they would like the idea of having Halo one year, Gears in one year, and then another game the next year, and then rotate back to Halo. It would be a good way of not putting too much fatigue on the franchises, but having big games. Yeah, but they they still like to put Halo and Gears games out between the Every mainline year. ones. So, I mean, there are games that they own that I would like to see become Halo. Like, I would love to see Killer Instinct reach that high of a level, but it's never going to. Same with Forza. I mean, it's just there's certain genres that just aren't going to reach that kind of level. Like, it's basically impossible well, unless you Gran Turismo. And Gran Turismo's yeah. not even doing that anymore. It's died well, down. Gran like. Turismo 6 still did like 4 million copies. But it didn't do Gran Turismo 4, 2, or any of those numbers at all. Yeah. Well, if it was better and not released after the next console, they might get more success. I no, feel like I the next Gran Turismo is going to do really well. Gran Turismo 5 messed up. I don't, a, I don't know. I, th- I don't know. Drove a lot of people away from that franchise. I feel like in America that it's gone away from that a little for some reason. I think that it used to be it was unbelievably big at one point, but it seems like Europe is still uh, appreciates it, but less and less. But um, Tim, think about it. I mean, it'll sell, but well, PlayStation is where a lot of their sales. Are. Yeah, no, but right. PlayStation thing, doesn't have that game like a Forza right now. Besides, what is it? Yeah. Uh, Project Cars. Oh, no, but... I'm just saying, like Project Cars is making up that gap, like because they had Drive Club, and that really didn't do anything. They it's tried to... not casual in the same way as far as sales are concerned. Gran Turismo sells by its I think name. it'll do well. I just think ex- I think it'll do well. I just don't think he's going to show the numbers that a GT5 did. Yeah. I, I just think overall uh, even, uh, you know, just speaking specifically on Xbox's side, uh, you know, you've seen drop-offs, uh, especially in the American In the market. racing, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, Forza's, they've already said Forza's their largest European title and it's nowhere near yeah. as big in America. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it, it used to be that they used to both be like that, and that yeah. was when GT Five and you know they they all you know hit off. But still, the Forza series is doing good. It's just that they're not seeing the the numbers that they were last gen. Um, well, like they said, it's the most successful racing franchise this generation so far. Even if you want to say that doesn't mean much, but it's still something. Yeah. yeah okay, we're going to the next question. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. What, I, I was just finishing up with it. Go for it, Mark. Well, we were just getting so off topic. I figured we might as well move on to the next oh, question. No, no, yeah. I was going to yeah. push them forward, yeah. too. But, yeah, you're good. Yeah. Okay, uh, last portion of this. Uh, what's next for Xbox? Fire. Burning. Smoke. They're literally going to set the division on fire. <laughs> Xbox 1.5. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not happening. I, mean, I was just saying, Recore's next, man. That's that's next, right? Yeah, Wouldn't that be boys. the next first party game? Recore? It's probably going to be the next first party game. Uh, what's the. Unless it gets delayed. No, well, they've already delayed it one. It'll be August, September. I'd imagine it'd be before the next Forza, you know. Alright. I don't know what else okay? there is. I'm fine. Yeah. Hairball well, in there, huh? I'm I'm concerned now. There is summer, allegedly. I, I didn't think dogs got hairballs like that. I thought he I was making that sound because he was upset with us. <laughs> yeah. Is are you are you going to Team Rocket Cat? <laughs> Are you changing animals? What were you saying, Steve? I think Recore, unless they surprise launch anything else, would be the next, uh, the next big one. Not next, well, next one period. What else is Microsoft publishing until then? Cuphead is Cuphead. Cuphead yeah, Cup, well, Cuphead's Cuphead. an ID game. Below, yeah, but, that's impossible. That's yeah. ID as well. Well, they have Crackdown 3 beta. Some well, yeah, the multiplayer. I mean... I don't know what's going to happen with that game. Um, Gears of War 4 beta? Isn't that coming out before ReCore? Is that really... Okay. But, I mean, could Gigantic come out? I mean, they're still working on it. Yeah, that, that could awesome. come out. I do think that you might see Gigantic and... Um, I could see them both in Fable Legends somehow making it. Mm. I'll know yeah. Bone said below. Just give up on below, dude. We've been waiting since. No, now. that's coming out. They, I think they announced I know. two weeks ago that it's coming in the summer. That poor yeah. game has been <laughs> since launch. It's so bad. So is anyone is a real good. good game? Yeah. I think All the right. art direction is beautiful in that, so yeah. I'm excited about that, it. That game is going to be the next indie darling. Yeah. Steve calling it. Yeah, it got. I think that game got delayed because someone saw that it, the potential. potential. It yeah, well, there's money in it. Um, it's it's cappy. I mean, they did Super Time Force, and then they did like uh, Don't Starve Shipwrecked with uh, Clay. They they take their time. Super Time Force is a long time coming, but they get it right, and their games. I think they sell well decently. So, Uncharted Four. <laughs> All right, Wicked. Yep. Thank you, Wicked. All right, so that's all our letters. So, yeah, write us. We need letters. We need stuff to talk about. So write us at letters at xboxuncut.com. Send two, three, four letters. It's cool. We'll probably read them. Yeah, that only took up 30 minutes. I don't think there's ever been a letter that you haven't read unless it was, like, completely explicit. No, there has. There's been, like, one or two letters that we couldn't. It was too bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or spam. No, we read what? spam. We, we know, really need to read I spam. I know, but we stopped reading spam. <laughs> we used to be like, man, we'll, re- we'll even read spam. Yeah, but hey, guys, they say they can... <laughs> what? Shut up. So somebody ended up signing up our email address to a spam account, and that was fun until we deleted oh, it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That was sucked. But our listeners want to know how to enlarge their penises. How are we supposed to, you know, these emails Share the are good important. news? Yeah. yeah. Well, for an easy payment of five ninety nine, <laughs> Xbox Uncut will not send you a pill. That's our crowdfunding, right? Yeah. So we'll yeah. 
The Xbox Uncut Libido. We can make you. We can. We can, oh, I'm making that subdomain now. For five ninety nine. Xbox Uncut a Libido. For for five ninety nine, we can make you uncut. All right. Oh, our <laughs> Money back guarantee. All right. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's gone too far. <laughs> All right, uh, shit releases. Steve, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Steve, are you ready, Steve? Well, so I I am ready. I I've been doing some browsing, and as far as I can tell, there's like next to nothing out next week. Um, that should make your job easy. It 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 should. Next to nothing. There's a big game coming out next well, week, right? Well, I said that it was talking about volume, not. Quality. Uh, okay, but this is a really big game coming out on Tuesday, so... Yeah, okay, well, you know, if you stop trying to take over my segment, I'll get there. Right? Okay, so pipe, okay, pipe okay, okay, okay. Piping down. So I'm, <laughs> I'm watching you. Okay, on the 12th of April, there is... Wait, real quick, when can Vern ever watch you? I do every night Shut in my dusted. dreams. Uh, right. I watch you every day. I stalk you on Facebook. <laughs> You're a creep. Um, <laughs> how do I report people on this? Uh, on this who, who do I report on Xbox to? Uncut. You report to Dustin? You can report to me, uh, but if you write in at letters at xboxuncut.com, you can explain your situation with the... And then Vern will read it. That's not fair. I was told that I wasn't allowed to send letters into the show. This so isn't a letter. Steve, it's a I'll report. Make an, I'll, I'll make an exception. It's not a letter. It's a report, like Jason said. Uh, I'll... Okay. Let me, let me get my email. Out and Vern, this, Vern will this. read it live on the next <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to releases. On the Tuesday the 12th, there is Dark Souls 3. Coming out, uh, I assume that probably doesn't need a whole lot of introduction. Is the third one um, also comes with Dark Souls One backwards compatible? The only the only next gen console where you can play all three Dark Souls games. Just saying. Um, and on the fourteenth is Soda Drinker Pro, which is the premier software in first person soda drinking. Experience what it's truly like to drink a soda at the beach, in the park, or even in space. The original FPS with the S standing for soda instead of shooter. See, this is what happens with ID at Xbox, Steve. This is the problem. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I don't really have a lot to say about it, to be honest. But to be fair, you know, everybody's too busy playing... Quantum Break. So, and Dark Souls next week, so. And, well, I think it's more playing Quantum Break and then having like a few days off and then getting ready for the the premier gaming event of the second half of the April 2016 month, which is the Gears of War 4 beta. Which we've heard is 1080p, according to Rod Ferguson. Yep. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. I don't so, think that was in the news, right? So 1080-30 in campaign and 1080-60 in multiplayer. That's what it's yeah. sounding like, yeah. Oh, no, that's what he said. Yeah. And it's, Somebody it's, asked him clearly, 
hey, yeah. my friends keep saying blah, blah, blah. Can you confirm that it's 1080, 30, and, or single player in 1080, 60? In, yeah, in multiplayer, 1080, 30, in campaign. And he said, yeah, that's exactly it. So awesome. he has confirmed that it will be good to go. So. That's big news. That's a really great thing. I don't know, dude. Is it going to be? I, I, I'll wait until I until it's you know DF analysis to be honest. Because yeah, I they, saw the question. The question yeah. was the question was I'm hearing that the beta is 720p. And he said was, that's not true. It's 1080p. Uh, yeah. But then down the line, I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to hit 1080p 60 frames per second. Um, you, you, you have to understand. This is you know. This is Rod Ferguson. I mean, he's he's a pretty big deal. You know, he's well, like the the father of Gears of War. They say no Cliffy reason. B. So he's it's going to be ten eighty. He's cocky as fuck. So maybe well, he's going to do it. He's this. confident. He's confident. And this is yeah. this is this was a design decision from the very beginning of development too. Just like what they do with Forza Motorsport. You know, they said okay, ten eighty p sixty. That's what we're starting at. We're going to yeah. make any concessions we need to to get there. So. Um, what I think it's going to be is basically the the multiplayer kind of graphics that you have now with five players or with ten players. I don't really, I, I don't, you know, I can't see well, them going too overboard. I mean, you you do have, you, if, you're going to have some draw-offs if you hit at 1080p60. If well, the multiplayer, no weather effects in multiplayer. Right, and if the multiplayer looks as good as, say, like Gears Ultimate, but obviously on a different engine, it's on UE4. But if it looks pretty close to that, I think people will be satisfied. That's a good-looking yeah. game at 60 frames per second. So, um, But what's really exciting is what it's going to look like in that single-player mode. I bet that's going to be very impressive. So it's very exciting. And, and we need them to tell us about Horde mode. Yeah, that'll be DLC, just like they're doing. Fingers with, uh... crossed, it's sixty. No, no, that, that's going to be in day one. There will be riots if it isn't. Oh, I'm telling you that there's going to be riots. Uh, how long has it been in development? Three and a half years. No, uh, it'll three, be about... three years when it comes out, right? Two and uh, it'll be two and three quarters. Yeah, that's it's it's uh, that's the whole. Well, that's probably the the norm average, right, for AAA. That's longer yeah. than other Gears games, right? Uh, Gears 3 had three years. Okay. All right. But, you know, they're building off Gears 3. and. But Gears 2 was two years, right? It was, and it was broken at launch. And, and the first Gears, it seemed like it didn't take that long to come out. So it was, it was out within the first year, right? Half. Yeah. Two and a half, three. I think they uh -huh. started in... 2003, four. It's probably a pretty normal development cycle for this type of game, though, so I don't think we should be that worried. Yeah, and I'm going to go with Twisted Horde Motor Bust. Yeah. <laughs> they, there is absolutely no way that a Horde mode is not in there day one. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, and I can say this confidently, there will be riots. I will be rioting. There will be I a will... lot of 4 out of 10 reviews. Yeah. Well, Though now they might get like five out of ten. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for your comprehensive list of all the game releases and off-topic discussion. Yeah. Yeah. That about covers it. Thanks, Steve. Well, by the no way, how are you doing Dustin's today, Steve? Pleasure. Oh, I'm good. Thank you, Dustin. That's good. Uh, you're doing well. 
I've I've got a bit of a toe problem, but apart from that, we're all good. What happened to your toe, Steve? I, so I've been doing a lot of walking recently, and it came to my attention due to the severe severe amount of pain that I was in that I had three blisters on it and some bruising. And once it healed up, I checked the toe, and I've lost like three or four layers of skin, and it's it's in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty rough. Do you want to, uh, I'll get you a picture at some point if you want. Yeah, if you could put that, we'll we'll make it into like the. the uh... <laughs> That'll be the only time he uses a webcam, and it'll be just to show his toe, <laughs> and then he'll turn it back off. I mean, yeah. we weren't going to announce the foot fetish site yet, but I mean, it's coming. Foot fetish uncut. It's coming before you do. See what I did there. I'm sorry. I wonder if that's actually a real website. <laughs> Fetish. <laughs> Let's just let this go. <laughs> okay, thank God it's not. Do you need to buy it? Yes. You better do it. Some of your own freaking like prophecy will buy it under you. Pull the yeah. the rug right under right under your toe. Get another burn. No, no. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the news because that's going to be we we've been gone for a while, so we got a lot to talk about. Oh, Wicked Soul wants to know what are all your fetishes? Uh, people that don't have, don't use cameras. I, I, I that's, that's my fetish. Wicked. It's the, um, <laughs> it's the mystery Mine that, too. that you enjoy, isn't it, Dustin? Yes, it's the mystery. I just like to envision, you know? Yeah. Thanks, We'll, we'll continue that segment some other time. Uh, let's get right into it. Is it possible the work on Fable Legends may continue? Says Lionhead Sources. So what do y'all think? Do you think they're going to try to reuse those assets? Or just try to continue using, well, like, build, bringing the game over? I mean, it was... Well, this news article is weird. It's saying that they would work as independent developers to finish the game, essentially. The the people from Lionhead. And the idea is that Lionhead's already gotten rid of all the contract uh, people, right? All the, all the people that have just been contracted for a short time, you know, like mm -hmm. Q&A and, and stuff like that. But um, it would be just a, a smaller studio working as an independent developer with Microsoft still publishing or something. That's what I'm getting from this. But I just don't see that happening. That doesn't make sense to me at all. I think this is garbage, personally. But, you know, maybe it'll happen. But they still have to maintain it. So, like, why would they have a smaller team finish the game and then maintain the game to make money with that smaller team who won't have the numbers to build the content to keep this going? This sounds like something they considered before, but now it's getting out to the public and people think it's somehow something <laughs> to continue with. Well, to be fair, they did kind of say that this was the plan. You know, they don't need the full studio on Fable yeah. Legends once it ships. They were going to keep, a, you know, the reasonably sized team that they need on it to make the content. But the they, have the they, rest don't, they, don't, on, they yeah. don't need 150 people, 200 people working on a finished game. You know, the the intention, as uh, John Needham said, was that they're gonna they're gonna work on a new IP and that they're gonna move to that after Fable Legends come out. Now, if you you know if you sort of, if you imagine you've got a pie and you cut off the 150 people needed for that new IP, 
you have the, the, the quarter of the pie left for the 50 people to work on Fable Legends, you know, presumably that's what this will be. I mean, it would be a very Microsoft thing to do, I think. I mean, they kind of did it with uh, Halo Wars and Ensemble and Robot Entertainment. With the multiplayer, yeah. You know, they helped fund the creation of Ruffian in a similar way when they broke away from uh, real-time worlds to make Crackdown uh-huh. 2. I mean, I suppose you could question how successful they were with either of those ventures, but there's, yeah, I guess that's, there's precedent. I guess it's possible, and at, at, at this point, I mean, they've already put all this money into it. What's a nearly finished game, so you may as well try to salvage. It's so good looking, what you too, can out I mean, of it. I mean, the game is so pretty. At the very least, well, and it also it'll get some playtime. If it's in a situation where, like, if um, let's say it does like fail right out of the gate, well, they don't even own this team anymore. They just dump them, and that's it. I mean. They're well, done. yeah, they'll probably go going in knowing it's a one-tier project, a one-time project, you know. So, I mean, it, it makes sense to do it, in my opinion, just just to add to games, games, games. You know, that's basically what it's all about. But Phyllis has already said that they want to make sure they hit the quality. Right. I mean, do so they then wanna... maybe that means it comes out in, in the holiday. I mean, the engine's built. I mean, the only thing that I have is it's like this is like, let's just say uh, – uh, I think the guy's name is David Eckelbury. Um, his work, yeah. like, how does that, like, you know, like, how, if it's his idea and he's a creative uh, behind it, how does that whole thing get Well, he'd handled? probably be part of that independent developer studio. Yeah, that is the answer. That's the only answer, so. They should, they should be looking to save the team, not the game. I, I don't I, think this is. It doesn't seem like they want that. No, I, I, th- I think they, they, they wanted to get rid of the game. The team. Because there's, there's a reason why Phil has allegedly turned around and said, can you make it more traditional fable? It was it was a terrible idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that in, in, the, in that aspect, that uh, they probably laid a lot of people off. Maybe they're hiring some people back. You know, you don't know what goes on, obviously, there. Um, but I think they wanted to break that team up for whatever for whatever reason. They weren't getting results, and they felt like it was uh, dead in the water. And well, you have to remember when these guys lost the payroll. You got to remember when Lionhead would have come to Microsoft with the idea of Fable Legends. Microsoft didn't go to Lionhead and go, "Hey, why don't you guys make a MOBA or some shit?" You know, they didn't. They didn't go and pitch the idea to them. Fable Legends or Lionhead Studios pitched the idea to Microsoft, and uh, to be fair, think Microsoft we have sufficient evidence. To, no, mean, that's how, how game development works, dude. You look the at developer pitches to the publisher. You look at how everybody swam to connect, and then how everyone's kind of swam in that Azure direction. Yeah, and we already know from people that already left uh, places like Rare that Rare went out of their way to work with Connect. Yeah, like, it wasn't Microsoft pushing them on Connect. They kind of just wanted to. Lionhead pitched the idea of Fable Legends to Microsoft. They were given the money. They were given the budget. Microsoft said, "Go ahead and make it." Now, to be fair to Lionhead, Microsoft are the ones that approve the project. And they also helped them build the studio around that project, which sure. put them in the situation they're in right now. Because that team could either make another game that was a games as a service game, or not, or just be done. And what we're seeing is they're done. You know, that's what ended up happening. Now, what so, most likely happened is Lionhead kept telling this game. How long? How many times has this game supposed to have been released now? They, 
Well, it was well, supposed to be uh, over with, right? Was, or the 14th it, it was, is supposed to be, right? Or is it yeah, the 4th? It, it, it's the 13th, I think. Um, it was originally due in holiday 2015. They delayed it in December till spring. Sad one delay. I mean, this yeah. thing was in development hell. How... Who knows how long this game is really from release? I would, I, I, it's well, not, I played it, you know. I mean, it's, it's glitchy. I think they could fix it. I, I don't, I, I think that they could, if they had a team on it, they could, they could get it ready by November. See, I don't Just know. Throw it in but there. the problem, I don't know for is, sure. But the problem Look, is, is Lionhead's been working on this so long. Is Lionhead the team that is needed to complete this? That's probably a good question. Not. No, that's, question that's really. Is, well, they'll, they'll probably hire those people. That's they'll, that's they'll, the that's the main point behind this. If Microsoft that's a fair is question, at really. Linehead, and they see Linehead is incapable of finishing this game, or at least to the quality that Microsoft wants, then what's the point of even keeping Linehead? I mean, it's a terrible thing to well, say. But look it, what it, they did with Iron Galaxy, when they when you know when. Um, they transitioned from yeah. They they had a developer leave uh, for uh, Amazon, I believe, for Amazon Games. Which what was the name of the developer? Uh, Double, Double Helix. Uh, Double, Double Helix. Helix, and and they transitioned it. It's doing pretty well, good. For, well, that was fortunately, a bit with because Double... the, the game was, it was already done and released. Well, not just that, but Microsoft Studios had actual Microsoft Studio employees who weren't part of Double Helix yeah, but... as part of the team that was working on Killer Instinct. So there was a core of people there besides Double Helix who could then move in and start working with Iron Galaxy. The now, manner... I guess you would yeah. you would well, kind of have that situation with Fa with Fable in this case because yeah, if they rehired you... the people, yeah. you know. Well, not just that, not like because Lionhead's not closed down just yet. Yeah, it's still there's still a team at Lionhead. But they would make it they an independent easily... developer. No, they could easily make them an independent developer, keep some of them on payroll, right. and then just have them work at the Lionhead yeah. Studio, independent studio, whatever. I wanted to say something earlier about uh, about this, though. I don't think they can do it. Okay, let's say they had... Two, how many people were at Lionhead? Was it like 200 or so? Or 150? Yeah. or what, 200? Okay. Let's say they did cut it down to 50 people. Well, those 200 people made barely any progress from one year to the next in the in the beta that I was in. So, and that maybe that's breaking NDA, but it really, really worried me to see the progress of this game over the course of a year. It was not moving fast. It was yeah, not, not moving fast at all. You, I remember I told you, I'm like, it's possible it comes well, out next week. I don't know. And you were like, no way. No. And, then, and then they delayed it. Right no, now. but they had, they had hit some big, like, improvements. I mean, we The last time I played it was very bad. It seems slow on hitting their milestones to me. No, though. but like the last couple updates really did bring it leaps and they, bounds above where it was. They That's did. what happens when but, you know someone's hot on your ass. They did, but progress was very slow on this game. So, at a quarter of their studio, do you really think they could get this game out and have it be good and hit that that quality standard? I don't know. I don't really think so. I think the important question is whether or not Microsoft wants to continue pumping money into this game. I mean, it's if true. it is, they, if they, it could, is they, they could probably. Well, do it. I think the thing I think is, we, it's already. Built. All right, guys. Well, the thing I is, think, wait a second. Quick, wait a second, Jason. Just finish. real quick, the thing is, is if this thing completely fails and falls flat on its face, what's the point of leaving it on life support for a year just to end it? All right, Steve. What were you gonna say? I, th I think the, the bigger question here is why on earth they let this project go this far along. Because they gave them time. Yeah, but that's just hindsight at this point, you know. So 
They gave him I mean, a chance. It's, it's not really worth bringing that up now. I mean, we yeah. all know it wasn't a good idea. So what's the use of of bringing that up? Because, well, because because there's been a, when they announced it in August 2013, there was a very different person in charge of Xbox compared to six months later. They've had all this time. They should they could have well, because Phil Spencer's apparently turned around to them and said, you know, can you turn this into a more regular Halo. Uh, well, no, no, we're discussing game. what's going to happen in the future, though, and you're saying, well, they should have never made it in the past. Well, we kind of all yeah. agree with that. I'm saying, like, what what does that bring to the conversation? Like, what do you think is going to happen in the future now? I think they're just going to shut the, the shut the team down. They're going to they're not going to cease development right. on the game, and the team will go do something else. Well, it's like mm-hmm. if you're Phil Spencer, and they're not capable of even finishing this game. That's not even a fable. Why would you trust them with an actual fable game? And they're not their team's not made up for a fable game, so I mean No. It's it's like it, it's, it, it, it's a bad it's there's no one that wins here and it really sucks. And it's worse for the developers yeah. that are out of a job. Like I th- I think it like it, it would be really nice if Lionhead went independent and then they uh, continued yes. working on it and they got some backing I... from Microsoft. That'd be great because that means less employees get. And for the love of everything, out. don't get picked up by activists. They already commit, but they already committed to giving refunds to all the people who have spent money in the store. Yeah. So I just don't see them. I, I th- to me, this story seems like they're missing some details, or they got details wrong, and it turned into a weird story. Or old, maybe old information. Yeah, I, mean, I find it. I find it hard to believe that upper management. I'm not saying that you know the sort of lower down stuff but they had absolutely no idea this was coming because oh no but the thing is steve at the end of the day this was microsoft going we just spent tens of millions of dollars on this hoping to make something for the love of god make it work make it work and it just didn't get worked and it's like well we spent all this money in it let's let's come on Lionhead. we need we need to release we'll give you another whatever months but if you can't reach this goal then it's over. And then, it, at a certain point, Phil just has to go. Look, we were supposed to release a while back, and we delayed it for you, and you're still not there. It's honestly Let's embarrassing it. because they advertised this game last year as the lead of this huge best game lineup in history, or whatever bullshit. Yeah. So it's, and it was supposed to be the first Direct X12 game, and it ended yeah. up being uh, Quantum Break. Yeah. All right, but we're going to actually move on from this article because we can sit here and talk about hindsight all day. But let's look in the future. Quantum break. Maybe not too far into the future. Hopefully not. Maybe not 1.5 into the future. But maybe a 2.0. Is that, is that what Phil Spencer's getting at with I'm not a big fan of the Xbox One and a half? From the way he I says so. it, it sounds like a 2.5. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Two point seven. You, you should probably read the quote. Um, I guess yeah. I can read it. it. Says I'm. He said I'm not a big fan of Xbox One and a half. If we're going to move forward, I want to move forward in big numbers. I don't know anything about any of the rumors that are out there, but I can understand other teams' motivations to do that. Zinger, for us, our box is doing well. It performs. It's reliable. The servers are doing well. If we're going to go forward with anything, like I said, I want it to be a really substantial change for people, an upgrade. So it sounds like he didn't say, no, we're not doing an Xbox 1.5. Well, it sounds like he said, no, we're not doing an Xbox 1.5. We're doing something better. So I agree with him, I too. Got from Does anyone in this room really want to spend $400 on a con- or $500 on a console that's only two times as powerful as an Xbox One? I don't. 
And will it really be two times as powerful? Because yeah, the rumor like, right now with the PlayStation 4.5 or 4K, whatever they're calling it, is that it's going to be dual GPU. Which makes sense in the sense that um, it would be able to run the old games no problem because it would be functioning just like the old console on one yeah. GPU. But when you work with two GPUs, you bring in some development difficulties. You know? Yeah. None of the old so, games are going to see... That doesn't unless, mean twice as powerful. No. And, like, honestly, if they do add another GPU, that means if other... if if previous games that have already been developed want to see anything out of it, they're going to have to go back and update these games to even get anything out of it. Because well, they can't would have just to do immediately... that on Xbox, even if it was Yeah, wasn't both would have to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, you can't just, you know, add a GPU and bam, we're running this game fast. It's got to it's gotta know to use it. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, I'm just happy that he's not... Well, Sony has to do it. Because if they don't have to do it, their VR thing's going to really suck. Because they really need the dual GPUs will make VR on PlayStation Four so much better. Like, does does anyone disagree with that? Well, the dual GPU would help a lot. Would help a lot for yeah PlayStation VR, VR because then yeah. they can use one for each eye essentially. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It, it's really smart to do that. It makes yeah. sense. Um, I, I, I do think that Sony. I think I said this a couple of weeks back. They do kind of have a problem in trying to launch. They're both Ooh. at a very similar time. Like it, because is, is, a little is doubt's one like, creeping in on Steve. Is is one likely going to cut into the other? Because I mean, how many people are really going to want the headset if they've just got like the OG PS4? Oh yeah, believe PS4, me. Yeah. If the PS4K comes in, and it could be, I mean, I originally said I thought they'd uh -huh. both go four hundred dollars for the next one, but now you know, Van. Spoke up for four nine nine, and I think his you know his points were were good. And I'm thinking, well, okay, so if they both do go four nine nine, is that is that going to be quite a tough sell? I think it will. It's yeah. and, in, and in, the, in, the, in the in the space of you know, it, I think it'll kill VR personally. It'll kill their VR because all these people who are really excited about VR, and I'm going to get PSVR. When a lot of people, when they heard about this 4.5 possibility or 4K possibility, and they heard it was 500, they said, oh, wait a second. Maybe I won't get VR, and I'll wait for PS4K to come out, and I'll get that instead. And I really do think it'll cut into that, that fan base that would be possibly buying Early the PlayStation VR. Sure. Yeah. I, mean, I think if they're also, if they're trying, as someone that owns a 4K TV now, if they're trying to jump on the idea that people are just going to jump on 4K just because it's 4K, I don't think that's going to happen either. You'll have a lot of people that do it to begin with, but there's just not enough 4K content to justify it, especially not buying an entire console plus a TV. Yeah, but this kind it's, of thing will help push 4K content. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. I really do. I, I, th well, I, I, I want to see Sony and I want to see Microsoft push into, the, into that space because then people will adopt it and more content will come out. And this will actually lead the way for the, the, the uh, 4K movies and stuff, too, to be more common. I don't understand why they're not doing 4K YouTube on either console yet. It's, it's possible. I don't know why they're not. Well, because it can't output yet in that. Yeah, yeah it can. Uh, no, it has HDMI. to do with the HDMI. Well, with Netflix, yes, they need HDCP. 2.2 but not with youtube 
Uh, HDMI 1.4 is perfectly fine for 4K. Yeah, but they're not just going to support one tiny thing on 4K on a console. I hate. You know, I know you just... say one tiny thing, but YouTube represents like 99% of you all. You know what I mean. Why I know what you're saying. Wait, wait a second. Netflix represents like 99% of all 4K movie, content. Movie content. It doesn't matter. Like, if you fucking want 4K and you got a 4K TV, the best place for content right now is Netflix. And it's your TV running yeah. those apps, too. So um, it's kind of useless just to add that one thing, I think, to current Xbox One and PS4, personally. We need yeah. new consoles, and yeah. it's just going to be how it is. I don't know. There's, it just... I'm going to say 2018. I've done this, been down this so many times. Uh, 2018, 2019, they're going to have a, a, it's a too late. Phil, Phil's box. It's too late. I, it's too how late. is it too late? They're going to stop. They're going to stop Sony. production of games. They're not. They're just going to go. Does, no, it's, it isn't too late. This gen is over. too late. This yeah, this gen is over. over. Yeah. What so are you going to move do? on to the next one? Well, you're not, so, you're so attaching so yourself really to this gen if you put years. on an add-on. They need a new set of RAM. They need a new set of CPU and a yeah, GPU. And why are they going to wait until 2018? Do that. Yeah, they could do that. I don't know. I think it's going to take time. I don't. I don't think it's. You can't just, just, just. You know. You know. Honestly, sketch it I up. think it's gonna. Th there's gonna be. There's gonna be time to develop the whole thing. To make I think they've it's, had it's, time personally. You've got to bear in mind that there were job listings for AMD. Yeah. That said that they were talking about DDR4. This was back in 20. This is before the box had even launched. Two years ago. Like, that I was remember right? Microsoft Three also ago. paid more Three money ago, than yeah. Sony did for their AMD contract. We don't know if this was their plan all along, and they were planning a final generation per se. We need Mr. X Media in here. I'm just saying. No, I, I just <laughs> no, no. But it, Microsoft spent like 2.4 billion dollars to AMD to get their GPU, like their their CPU GPU configuration and everything. While Sony Sony only spent, hmm. I think it was if I remember right, like one and a half billion. Like it makes sense yeah. that they would have saved, like put the money into it so that it. Even if they, especially if they were thinking ahead, where it's like Windows 10 is going to be our next big platform, we're going to just yeah. have these consoles move forward. They're not going to be generations that are typically generations anymore. You're going to have new hardware. We're just going to move the software forward, and that way we can have forwards compatibility. It makes a lot more sense to set that up right off the bat with AMD than it is to like halfway through the generation when they're starting to fail like oh fuck it now we're just gonna, we're going to make everything forwards compatible and we're going to we're going to like rebuild the system like that it's it's crazy there See, is I, a one I, poster I, on gaff what's his name uh gopher people have seen that he's a i think he's been verified pretty much as a sony employee um they seem he seems to think that sony caught microsoft off guard with this that's the only thing that's got me thinking. Well, maybe something isn't coming out this year. But Phil Spencer's it. comments make no sense in the timing that they did. They if they're don't. not actually planning anything. I agree. I agree. But that, I, I just think that it's possible that it's going to be. It's not what you, we all think. It's not. They're not going to attach themselves to this box. Put it that way. No, they're, but we. They're agree going with that, to have Tim. its own new, new identity. So uh, I'm thinking 2018. Um, is that's when it's going to be happening? Realistic. Um, that's my call. I could be wrong. That's I'm going. I hope I, you are because like that means we'd have another two, two, three years two and before a half. we get this. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense for well, Xbox oh, we One. Is, to... is it going to? You're still going to get good games. 
No, yeah. but you're they saying would, you're saying let's destroyed. let let's just let it burn for the next two and a half. I'm years saying how do you realistically out. put? You don't put a system together overnight. It's going to take time. No, you don't. No, they've been working. They've been you're going to have to make deals. You know, it doesn't just happen overnight. So 2018 isn't yeah, going but, to happen. Hold, they've been I working see, on I, this possibly. I, see, I, I, I don't think, think so. I think I think something happened recently, and that that is in conjunction with all this talk. But that recently meaning that they might have been full legs ahead. They're doing something. And my opinion is it's that. They're going to have a new box, Phil's box. Once the console releases, they start working on the next one. It's not like something like, oh, a couple years later, uh, let's, let's start working on the next one. They, have, they, they start on the blueprints immediately after the last console's done. Like what's going to be available? What I don't are know if that like, happened. This it's not like this. they gotta have to build relationships with these companies either. They have great Microsoft has great relationships with both AMD and Nvidia and Intel because they've developed the fucking operating system. They developed the you know the basic uh, API and that the publishers uses. too. And the well, publishers too. I mean, time. Microsoft's I just, the I reason that. Turn I just look. Just... I just want the Surface team to make the design the next Xbox. That's all I want. <laughs> Well, I think no, I just think you're. Work. I think you're. I think they've been working on this a lot longer than you think, Tim. And no, I don't I, think so, to be honest. Okay, Tim, I'm, I'll use your words then. In my opinion, I think they've been <laughs> using developing this for a lot longer than you do, Tim. Fist to be fight. honest, uh, okay. see, to be I'm, honest, you see, see I we'll we'll see when it actually happens. I'll 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 definitely refer to this conversation. I think, if I'm I think wrong. we need to bet. I think we need to bet, guys. I'll bet. So, hold on, can I can I say my bit first? Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't think what you said, Dustin, is necessarily quite right because you look at how Microsoft has changed since Satya came in. You know, it was only six months after launch, but you look at how splintered Microsoft was. I don't think that was the plan then, but I think it was very quickly the plan. You know, Phil would have, I think, sold his, you know, making me head of Xbox and I'll do this. And it's all part of Satya's thing about swimming in the same direction. But so it, I, don't, I just, I, I just don't, to throw something out there real quick, Steve, because you're, you're getting something really wrong and you don't know what it is, is Satya Nadella, he did not change Microsoft as a company. He didn't. He came into a new Microsoft. And the person that did that was Steve Ballmer. Before Satya was even picked or even nominated, Steve Ballmer restructured all of Microsoft, the complete company. You that can go said, back and read all the articles about my, like Steve Ballmer's changing everything. It wasn't just Satya coming in like, we're going to rip it all apart and redo it. No, it, yeah. it was built for him to be able to take control of a new company. Now, Microsoft has been working on Windows 10 and the, the original Windows 10, guess what? That's the Steve Ballmer idea. It was his direction. It's where he pushed. Yes, Sacha took over. But it's a Steve Ballmer thing. And you can't tell me that Xbox wasn't going to be designed to work with Windows 10. It's where they've been headed. One development platform. They've been talking about it for 10 years now. One platform for everything. Not, not like an Xbox platform and a phone platform. They've been on the direction for one platform. It would not shock me if Don Matrick knew that they eventually were going to release another Xbox in the same lineup of Xbox One, which would be more powerful, because they want to keep a single platform. Uh, if Microsoft, wait a second, if Microsoft comes out and they say this is the Xbox Fire and it is not completely just Windows 10 again, 
They are literally abandoning Win the Windows 10 platform. Their one platform solution. I don't necessarily agree with a lot of that, though, because they said that they wanted this thing to sell a billion pieces of hardware, first off. They also said uh, that they wanted this thing to last for 10 years, and that's why they ran it so cool and so quiet. So I think they were thinking... They weren't a, focused a, on I, power. They were, they were thinking... Busy. Yeah, but they were thinking long game. They thought this console was going to last a little longer hardware-wise. Yeah. I don't buy that back then. They thought after three years they'd have to release another console. So Well, they know that they're in the danger of really losing the market badly. And they are going to lose the market badly. And this is Especially the time... Especially if they wait till 2018. Yeah. Yes, you know, but if they go to 2017 <laughs> so and, they don't, and they have a, something that's attached to this... That's not going to help it either. Uh, I think I think 2018 you'd start to see if they get the specs right, you start to see people coming back in droves, because one thing that 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 that's killed this Xbox all generation is the resolution and everything. You look at what happened to you yeah. know Quantum Break 720p guys like writing articles about how uh, the uh, we were promised uh, this and that you know uh, it's a piece of shit. It's it's 2016 720. The the Xbox is, is it's all about perception and right now their perception is in the doghouse. Um, and you have Sony on the other hand who's now coming up with this new thing, VR. Everyone's gonna like it at first or they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go to it, they're gonna try it out. There'll be a push for it, it's gonna sell PlayStation fours as well. Um, so right now they're they're dead in the water this gen. So the only thing I can think of is just beat Sony to the market just like they did in Gen seven. Um, and with the 360, because uh, they will, they will, they will get back people because their platform and everything that they're building, you know, is just far significantly better than what Sony's doing. You might... Tim, you, the the timing would be terrible though. Okay, so in 2016, being, at the end you, of this year, listen, just... listen, let me let me talk real quick. Let me let, 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 let me let me talk. Tim, okay, you gotta let burn. The the idea is that the PS4K would probably come out this year at the very end of 2016. Okay, if Microsoft comes out with something in 2018, it really won't be that much more advanced than what came out in 2016 for Sony. All right. 2018. All right. The end of the 2016 month. to 2018, it wouldn't be that much more advanced, likely though. Okay. You can't say yes. that. You don't know and that. If, but if Sony is going for an every three-year thing, which is a possibility, then. Okay, that would be the very next year in 2019, and they will have one up Microsoft again. It really doesn't make sense. It 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 would be really Why? bad they have timing. To get the specs right. So then, whatever time it is, or they have to get the specs it's bad right. Bad timing. They're just gonna have to write out the loss. That's my opinion. It's not like gaming's gonna go away. The the division the the is 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 um, profitable. It's making money, but it's not making the money that they obviously want to. How much uh, longer are third-party publishers going to want to keep making games for this console? It, other it'll stuff is coming out, out more advanced. We still buy. We're still buying the games. It's not. It's not like we're. You know, they're not going to not make a game for a platform. They're just. They're. They're. They're going to have multiplayer. It's going to be as the same as it is. The Wii U says hi. You, talking, Wii U. They, come on, come on, guys. I mean, hey, the on. Wii U is a more powerful oh, console shit. than the Wii. It, they, no publisher touched it, even though it could match both. That's a bad comparison, but still. Yeah, no, no, I get no, it. no, but the Wii U is literally going to be the mid, like, it's middle, it's midway between the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One. It's not quite there yet, there, but it's more powerful than a 360 or a PS3. 
Who fucking supported that at the launch of the Xbox One? No one. And if Microsoft falls behind Sony again, like we all said, they're going to be in the Wii U's position of being fucking underpowered. Because Sony's going to have the upper hand. Because they'll be in an odd year. If Microsoft comes out fighting and they get the specs right the same year Sony releases something, they can say, hey, we have the better box now. Hey, guess what? All your games still work. Hey, guess everything's going to be forward compatible. They can do that because they have the platform. But they I just cannot... don't. I don't. I don't know how, how time. I just don't see the time of that. I, I agree if they could if they could do it, but I just don't see the time of it. I think that they, in the end, they just have to take their loss and and really just get the specs right, whatever that is. If if even if it's, you know, to twenty nineteen, they have to they have to get the specs right. If they wanted to rush it, they could announce something at E three and release it late next year. But it would be rough. It, yeah, I don't know if I want to say rough, it would but be, it, would, it would be rough. It, it would be it would be straight up. Look, this we're making a new console. Here's our idea. I don't think you'd get. We're any changing specifics. the form factor. We're changing the design. You know, all the Microsoft. And you forget the, Phil Spencer before even all the Sony shit dropped. Phil he Spencer's the one it. that first talked about. Well, he an talked about an upgradable. Yeah, no, not upgradable. not upgradable. He did not say that. He said but what he was talking about is the, the console the that can can adapt to the times, which would be uh, if the next console, the Xbox, is. He gonna... didn't say that at all. No, not at all. Well, he does. He does talk about. He talks about he having talks a about an upgraded yeah, console in the middle of a generation. I mean, just I pull it up because, from my understanding of, of that whole thing, was is that he talked about a system that would be able to. Uh, stay with the time. So, like, if 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 uh, you know the you know you're you're not as long in a dev cycle as you usually are. Like the whole entire the life cycle of the console, you know, you you can you know stay on track every three years supposedly. And I thought upgrade at the time. I remember, um, and we thought all about this Xbox. But what I think he was getting at is the next Xbox, which whatever hardware it is, whatever you want to call it. It is going to have expandability for uh, uh, an add-on. That and that add-on can always, you know, the, the, they might have more add-ons in the in the future. They're going to make it where it can withstand and try to, st you know, stay up with the technology in the PC market. And they can no, do it. He if, says and, you'll actually see us come out with new hardware capability during a generation, not literally, not. Oh, we're gonna have like modular units that you can plug in later, so we can stay up with the the new NVIDIA card or something. He's talking about a new box. And he came out on Twitter afterwards saying, I'm not talking about parts or modular parts to upgrade it. He was specifically talking about a console that he could, like that, like three years in, where you could just go yeah. to the next stronger box and it wouldn't you wouldn't lose anything else. It'd be forward compatible. He says, I believe we will see more hardware innovation in the console space than we've ever seen. More like, and what he's, he's talking about Innovation on the lines of like be, with phones. Like, why would he yeah, bring this? I, I, I don't why know. would he bring this up at the Xbox Spring Showcase because I in think 2016 that, if he's talking about a product in 2018? That makes absolutely zero sense. Wow. Not at all. He was talking about before Sony. So you're even saying it's going to come out in 2017? You're you're acting like it's definitely coming. Well, we'll see. I'll I, I think it could come this year, Tim. I don't yeah. think so. I think year. you guys are way off. I, I I will definitely I will call the loss if I will take the L. 
but I do not see it. It just does not. I do not see it. I don't know about this year. I think it's a little. Uh, or I think this I, year is a little too I, much. I would agree that I this year sh- seems a bit too early. But it's questionable why he felt the need to say this in February. It's gonna be time with gears. Because why? Why? Because because that's when pe- people start thinking. Well, something's coming this year then. You know, he could have said this after Gamescom because everybody knows, okay, well, they're clearly not going to launch something in the next two months, three months. So why why February? What, you know, he, he, you know, there wasn't like a leak or something. You know, he just he just got up on stage and just said it. And everyone yeah. who reported on it seemed incredibly surprised that he'd come up and said this. And then he went on Major Nelson's podcast, he mentioned it, and he's, you know, he said a few bits and bobs elsewhere. You think, well... You know, they they were the ones that were like, we're going to announce this year and release this year. They did the 360. I mean, the the two revisions on the the 360, the Slims, came out that that week, that month. Obviously, they're not probably going to do that, but you know, they did with the Xbox One same year. It, I I do appreciate the the thing of well, 2016 might seem a bit early, but. But what value is his comments then? Because, you know, I appreciate that, you know, the sales aren't going to tank or anything like that, but it does cause some uncertainty, I think. And, and by the way... And that starts to catch on, and you think, well, why why now? Just to add on top of all the speculation, um, AMD's new stuff is coming out this year. Their what new GPU sound? architecture, Polaris, is coming out this year. And it wouldn't make sense if anything that the next xbox could be using polaris um but the only thing that i think sucks is that they got to stick with amd but they don't there's no real choice nvidia is going to be too expensive amd is yeah, really probably. the only choice yeah they'll only um, do amd for sure nvidia is op- too expensive they've already optimized for amd too i mean look yeah. at uh look at quantum break right now the way it's running on on windows 10 it's yeah. doing better on amd than it is nvidia because that's what it was built for in xbox one so that would be a much easier transition yeah so. yeah that's they gotta that's get the out. cpu right though that that's the they biggest do. thing and they gotta get they the ram right too you can't you know, it doesn't matter. Like when people were talking about the upgrades and stuff, you're still dealing with with the ES RAM, and you know they have to go with GDR. They gotta go with the, the GDR. If I was gonna work. build this, if I was gonna build this console, it would have a dedicated GPU, a dedicated Polaris GPU. I don't like the idea of like it could still have. Um, would it have GPU. a Thunder port? Uh, it could, port? I don't care. It doesn't need one though, but it. it and it can still have an APU, maybe a dedicated GPU just for the menu system on that APU, but and to also allow it to do standby mode. But these consoles need to go back to dedicated GPUs. I, I think it was one of the reasons why the, both these consoles were underperforming this generation. It, it's just I, I don't I don't see a need well, for them. GPU both. GPU. Uh, see, remember when they talked about GP GPU uh, functions and how that's yeah, going to that's... be? Uh, has that taken off? I mean, I've I know that no, GP I mean, GP it helps, GPU is it helps used. on certain things and it helps with games. It's not nobody's denying that, but when like it, it's it's not a big enough. It's not as good as people make it out to be. You could use GP GPU to do water on a level, maybe if it's not very evolved. But that's it. Like it's it's like having you know the SPUs on the PS3. Yeah. It was like having an SPU. Like it was it wasn't a big deal, and for the most part, it 
if CPUs were really good at being a GPU, we wouldn't have GPUs. Or if a GPU was really good at being a CPU, we wouldn't have GPUs. I mean, there's a reason that we have both. Um, it was silly that people use that as an idea that, oh, it's going to be this huge thing. Um, <laughs> I remember, remember the, the yeah, it's going to be the biggest thing. Cherny said in three years, you'll really start to see it take off. Now, Uncharted 4 supposedly does use GP, GPU. That's probably because no, it does. That's, and it's, it's rumored from under. NX Gamer that it's actually using the same kind of solution that Quantum Break's using for its resolution. Yeah. But well, not. I mean, well, no, not, not, not for the finished resolution. It's actually like for shadows or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's not. It's not for. It, it's still like a true 1080p resolution, from what I've heard. From from. I mean, from what he said. Speaking of him, we might be able to. We might be getting him on the show soon. He said he would agree to. He said he'd like to be on the show. So we ought to awesome. get these. Uh, an ex gamer. He's going to be on the show. Oh, we don't wow. have. A, we, don't have we, we don't have a date yet, but he said he'd he'd well, like to come on. Awesome. So hopefully we can get some of those kind of questions answered. So that's pretty yeah. exciting. Yeah, but just to clear it out, I think if, awesome. if it's coming, if the next Xbox is coming this year. It's going to be a Polaris Xbox. It's going to have a Polaris chipset in it. And whatever they do with the CPU or whatever, that's up to them. I Jason, still hope... It's going to be called Xbox Fire, and it's going to have a Fire GPU. <laughs> Xbox fire Red Ring of Death. Yes. And Phil's going to, Phil's going to be on the, the uh, intro screen. He'll yes. just pop up. <laughs> it's going to be one smile. Of, every time you turn it on, you're going to get Flames. one of Dusty's photoshopped Phil Spencer pictures. Yeah, or it's, flames no, it's gonna it, it's gonna play that Xbox song. Uh, you can tell everybody. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> Everyone, I know this song. I'm a man. I'm a man. Yeah, that's what, that, that one. Yeah, yeah. That's the song, right? I'll yeah, tell you that, one that, thing: is this damn thing better have fucking background music on it by the time we get? That's it. funny. John fifty four wants to know what happened to the cloud. The cloud is still alive and well. Crackdown's coming. I don't know how many more games like this generate. Uh, well, not this generation. It's going to be weird depending on what they do. But you're going to see more games use Azure. Uh, they really showed a lot of stuff off at Build, which was really interesting. And A lot. Dude, they spent like six hours on it, Azure at Build. Yeah, like Azure and the power of the cloud and the cloud is not going away. Not for Microsoft or anybody. Even Sony is like, yeah, the fucking cloud compute. Like it's going to, it's the future. Everybody's moving to it. And eventually, that's that's going to be the future of gaming. It's all in the cloud. So, uh, yeah, and they, we just went over uh, last week when we were looking at the Crackdown three explosions, or not last week, but like two weeks ago, we were looking at the explosions and Crackdown, which looked insane. Uh, but we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next article. Doom open beta begins April 15th. DLC has been announced, which the DLC is expensive. It's $40. Uh, it's Bethesda for you. It's 50 yeah. bucks for the Fallout one now, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. so I can't wait to play the open beta. I haven't played yeah. it yet. I was watching Twisted the, uh, from Rec uh, Rectify Gaming. Him play it. It, was, it looks fun, but I, I don't know. Like I've never been a huge Doom fan, so I'm not... I don't know. What were you saying, Vern? Oh, um, I said uh, they're joining the ranks of Activision with expensive and uh, EA with expensive season passes. So. Yeah. All right. Any anybody ready for the Doom bit? Has anybody played it? No. Crickets. I'm gonna get this game when it's cheaper. 
I I'm definitely not, I'm not getting I'm it at probably, launch. Well, I need to play it. I'll play the base and see what it feels like, but I'm probably going to get it day one simply because it's not open world. <laughs> well, like, there's yeah. a lot of games I want in May, but I'm just thinking, I can't be bothered with an open world game. There's right. too many. What if it was wildly, wildly linear? Would that be good enough? <laughs> Alright, well, well, we'll get there. Two of five! <laughs> Rod Ferguson shares a first look into, into the Gears of War 4 beta. We went a while with no information on Gears of War 4 since it was announced at E3, but new details have been pouring in steadily over the past month. We also have the beta coming very soon, and such as the Coalition Studio... Uh, let's see, what else they... I don't know. They showed off, like, the... Uh, what is this guy called? The Swarm Drone, which looks pretty cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the beta starts on April 18th. 1080p, hopefully. Well, it's, 1080p. They kind of clarified is that the open access, uh, the early access for Gears Ultimate Edition players starts on the 18th, but they're sending them out in waves over days, so it might be that the amount of people who actually get to play it on the 18th is a very small number. So don't, yeah. don't expect Ultimate Edition players, everyone, to be in on the 18th, because it's not Don't really. hurt my dream, Steve. It'll, it'll yeah. just be Steve. Steve just wants you to know he's the fucking best. Steve will be the himself. only one not to get to play. Yeah. That, that's yeah. possible, too. I'm bound that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Xbox One owners can now turn their console into a dev kit. That's right, people. Please it's, don't do it if you're not a developer. It's been three years. Microsoft has finally allowed access. Well, it's only Xbox for apps, one. though, not for games, right? Yeah, this yes. is an app thing. This is If you want to become an indie developer with Xbox, they have ID at Xbox. You can contact them, and you can get started. Like there's That has always been open for everyone. Now, if you wanted to create the Xbox Uncut app, now I can turn my console into dev mode and actually toss software on it and run it. And I have access, I think, was it 512 kilobyte or no, megabytes worth the... I think that's what it is. It's going to be increased 12... to a gig when it comes out of beta or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you're going to end up with a gig of RAM that you can use for your app. Which, I mean, if you're making an app for an Xbox One, more than likely, you're not going to use that much RAM in the first place. I mean, you would have to make some really inefficient code to just, like, stockpile it. Because I... Most I mean, are the be awesome thing this is for things. is if you're currently developing a UWP app and you want it to be on Xbox One, then this is actually uh, really good news for you because it will both allow you to uh, uh, build and test their game using UWP development apps so, or tools. So it's good news for those people. So, Vern, yeah. we're going we're gonna to go right into it right now. UWP? Tell me about your love for the UWP platform, because this we don't really have anything else that's going to touch this. So let's UWP. It's, yeah, this has been a pretty terrible rollout for it, and I'm talking from a games uh, perspective. I mean, for apps, I mean it's a completely different kind of thing. But for games, it's a real problem. I mean, the the only game that came out that really kind of worked and it's been okay, but it still had issues is Killer Instinct. Um, it's been an absolute mess for Quantum Break right now. Absolute mess. Here's Ultimate Edition had problems. Here's Ultimate Edition had a ton well. of problems. And even Tomb Raider had its own share of issues, but that's actually been probably the best one that, from what I hear. 
Um, it sounds but, like Tomb Raider's development had actually finished when they put it on the store. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But like with Killer Instinct, it had the weird thing with the monitor refresh rate. It still has that. You have to act, so like if you have a monitor that's at what 144 hertz, the game runs at 144 frames, like speed wise, to fit into that's 60. because it wants to yeah. run at the native monitor's resolution. So Absolutely. if you have it you set have to at knock 144, it down. it's going to try to run at 144. Right, and and it's something to do with the UWP. I mean. It, it, this kind of thing is happening. There's so many of these issues, and these issues. This could have been avoided if they just didn't release it now. You know, they shouldn't have. They they pushed it too early. This came out before it needed to come out, essentially, and not and not finished. Um, and it seems like a real problem with Quantum Break from all the stuff I've been reading. I'm not, and I'm not talking about from fanboys. I'm talking from the actual people who who own it. And it, I mean, even if you look at the user reviews on the store, a lot of people are even having problem to get this game to even start up with quantum break so and i don't know if it's remedy's fault i don't know if it's the i don't the think wp fault or, or what it is but it's it comes down to whether or not that's uwp or like not having a quit option is not uwp that's, that is they fucked up th yeah that's that's their fault for sure yeah, that's just that's, that killer instinct has a quit button so if you're trying to say uwp <laughs> honestly that that's not that big of an issue though that's really not that yeah. big of an issue that that it's just it's the UWP other stuff that's the problem. ASU would be the G would be V-Sync, which they're gonna G fix. G-Sync. Well, yeah, I'm I'm saying V-Sync, and then everything that has to do with anything. Yeah, like but they are kind of two separate like issues. Like G-Sync and FreeSync, which they said that's coming, but right now. It's it needs to not be coming. It needs to be working now if they're going to release a game, especially as big as Quantum Break, day and date with the Xbox One version, though. I don't understand why they didn't just delay it and release it when it actually worked. But yeah, it was a bad idea. It was a bad idea. Day, I mean, yeah. Phil even said this the other day, is that if more people are buying games, there could be more investment, more games. But people are not going to buy your game if it is a shit port. Like you go and look, you go and look at Street Fighter Five. Now those Steam spy numbers, I appreciate Street Fighter Five had a, a variety of other problems, but the problem is the same: is that people are not going to buy the game if it's got significant problems, right? This has happened before, and before with with Batman Arkham Knight, it was it was broken. People are not going to buy it, and and they do and they do it to themselves. They did it with Master Chief Collection. They did it with Gears Ultimate Edition on Windows Ten. What? They did they're doing it with Quantum Break. There's no, there's no concern. Well, listen, for this quality. Steve, because it's a UWP and and not you know what Win32 a, a .exe file, um, they can't even mod it to fix these things. You know, at, at least when a bad PC port came out, maybe some things could be fixed by people within the community. But that can't even happen in this case. And apparently, there's huge frame pacing issues with Quantum Break as well. And not just that, another, uh, another issue with it, it's not running at the native resolution. Because I guess the rendering process is tied to this whole, you know, um, taking the four previous frames and combining it into the resolution like they're doing with the Xbox One version. So if you're running in a, a 1080p on your PC, the native resolution is actually 720p this, on your PC. So that's a real problem, too. A so lot of this doesn't even sound like a UWP problem. It just sounds like a Reddit problem. That, but the, the frame pacing could very well be. We don't know for uh, sure. But do other games suffer from frame pacing? I don't know. That's know, that's the no, bottom but, line here. Well, no, but like it's really not a UWP. UWP it's it's like Killer Instinct doesn't have a frame pacing problem. 
It does. Well, it has the it has the weird V-Sync issue. Though. No, it's it has, got, has a V-Sync sync, issue, but it thing. does not have a frame pacing problem. So it's not mm. UWP. It's, yeah. it's well, the developer well, didn't. The but you beat, UWP stops for people from actually making a fix for that frame pacing issue on their own. You have to. We have to wait for the developer to fix this yeah. in this case, and, and, and maybe it won't. And maybe it won't ever to, be look, fixed. That's a problem. I'm not trying to say let's forgive them, and it will be fixed because they're going to catch hell for this nonstop. But and they should. No, they should. But this is the growing pains you get when you're trying to make a platform that can't get hacked or have somebody come in and put shit in your software, and you have a closed system. But it's, why release a high-profile title like this that actually I'm needs a good release? I'm not saying they need to be forgiven, but these are the growing pains we're going to go through. It's just how it's going to be. It well, no, sucks, but, but, but and it it, they shouldn't have done this. They should have been more Q&A. They should have delayed this by a month or uh, at least a month so that Absolutely. they could have had this go out with... Use you know, Killer Instinct was, to work this out, not Quantum yeah. Brew. You know? I think no, other I games have shown the main problem with this game is not UWP. It's Remedy and that it was released way too early. Well, at that's the end of the day, of Remedy can only work. No, that's work not part of it. That's the biggest part. Rem of it. Remedy can only work with what they're given. So if it, like, a decision has been made late on. No, that's bullshit. No, of course that's, it's not bullshit. That is bullshit. Hey. Hey. You're really ready to throw Remedy you're, under the bus right here. Dude, you're sitting there saying you can only work with what you're given. So the same thing could be said with Iron Galaxy. Yet they released a game that worked better with UWP. They've had That's a lot that. longer. When, when, when and and whose fault's that? It's when, Remedies. No. And Microsoft. Killer Instinct was announced for PC back UW at E3. E3. This yeah. wasn't announced for PC yeah, until very recently. It's fault. I'm not saying it's UWP's fault. I'm saying it's development. Yeah, saying it's not Remedies, maybe. It's Remedies' fault and Microsoft's fault. Well, I agree on, on Microsoft. I, I mean, the, the, they're the publisher. They dictate the date. I'm so I I personally believe that a lot of these problems, regardless of whether it's quantum break or anything, is down to the publisher. You you sit there and look at the product; they're the ones that decide when it ships, and it is Microsoft's IP as well. So it's, it's down to them to look at something and say, "Well, is this in a state for us to release it? Yes or no?" Because Remedy will do as they're told. And well, they you know, if, yeah, they, they if the they've money. made this decision in December or January or February to throw this port together. If something's not ready, you you don't ship it. We've we've learned this. No, they, but it's remedy also. This. this could have been taken another three years to get the PC port. Yeah, but it's, it's obvious this port was rushed just because of the rendering no, situation. No, yeah, if this port wasn't rushed, you would have native resolutions and you wouldn't need this whole weird rendering rendering solution that's going on on the Xbox I One just, to work on PC as well. You know, I just think it's annoying that people, and I know you guys aren't saying it. I just think it's annoying that people keep taking these problems that have nothing to do with UWP. And making it have to do with UWP. And I'm not saying you guys are saying this. I'm saying other people are. But you do have to admit the UWP rollout is people. really bad. They've wonder, rolled this out in a really poor poor way. I they wonder have, what other people. I know what other people. What you're talking about. All right. Well, we're going to move on from this. And because... before we move on, just... No, 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 <laughs> no. Dusty, no, no, we no, didn't no, even... No, 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 no. Look, we didn't even no. talk about the stuff from Build. How overlays are coming... How Unreal Engine it's 4 all coming though. That's the problem. I know, but no, I just but it's wanted to mention it. So we can I just wanted about... to mention it. Jesus. Yeah, but that's the Overlays problem. are coming. G Sync. I, look, Jason, I'm not upset with UWPs. I'm not. What I'm upset with is the rollout of it. They've rolled it out very poorly. Great, they, you, they rolled it out before. No, they fixed okay, all this wait situation. a second, Vern. I already fucking said that that topic is done. Yeah. If we want to talk about, uh, yeah, I'm telling you to shut up about that. We're gonna talk about other things. Well, I didn't that get the clip. 
I didn't get to clarify what I was saying though, and you, now I did, so we can move on. I'm fine. You said it like four times. You right, WP sucks. Yeah, they rolled it out just... terribly. They fucking fucked up. They released Quantum Break. I just wanted to clarify that my issue wasn't with UWPs though, it was with the rollout. So that's all I wanted yes. to say. So relax. So we're moving on. Yeah. Build. Talk about it. All right, overlay uh, uh, support's coming, which is a big one. Uh, <laughs> dual GPU support is coming yeah. completely for all of it, um, along when with DirectX. When is the Windows 12. anniversary update for everything? I think it, it's coming out at the same time as the anniversary update, which yeah. is in May. That's, yeah, that's what I got they, out of it. They said that they're tying both together for the very yeah. first time. They've also announced that they're getting rid of the Xbox Store, and they're going to be combining it with the Windows 10 Store. Um, um, so it's going to be one store now. And G-Sync and FreeSync will now be supported. It's FreeSync, right? Those will be supported, and you will now be able to turn V-Sync off. Um, that doesn't mean... Um, I don't know. The problem with Killer Instinct is that it's use It's technically running in like a full-screen windowed mode, so it's using your desktop resolution and frame rate. I don't know how they're going to fix that. I guess... I don't know if that's a UWP problem or not. Um, but that, that needs to be taken care of. But, uh, um, I'm trying to think of what else they announced. I know they announced some, a few other things that people were having problems with. Phil Spencer, uh, pointed them out directly, but it, pretty much everything I saw addressed all the complaints I've seen for UWP. Um, and this was all coming out in May. Uh, I don't think they said any of it was after it was all in May, right? I don't know. I, I, I wish I had the so I'm trying to look it up, but uh <laughs> Build had so much news it was kinda hard just to find it. Uh we're done with talking about it anyway, I thought. No, we were talking about any other news other than talking about how bad UWP was. That's yes. So Talking uh, about the stuff in May, okay. Yeah. Anything else at Build or anything else we want to talk about? Uh no, at good. Build. I thought the um well, I, we already talked about it with uh, the other apps, but I with the dev kit stuff. But I think it's interesting they showed um, how quick it was to turn a uh, a, a normal uh, X32 app into a, a UWP app, and you could even straight bring it to Xbox. Not that it would work very well, or you know, with the interface differences and everything. But it, you can get it to a point where it would, and it was extremely uh, seamless, and it was really cool to watch them. Uh, do stuff like that. Um, but that was mostly it. It was, there wasn't too much Xbox stuff. A lot of it was just related to UWP on a uh, PC and all that uh, game PC, or gaming on PC. So if you're interested in that, I recommend going. I think it was day one of build and just watching the stuff where Phil Spencer came on on stage. Uh, the only other thing they announced there was all Forza titles in the future are going to be on PC and Xbox. But well, we already knew that, so. But that's it. Kaboom. All right. Next article. Titanfall 2. Team size is almost 30% larger than the original. Around 90 people uh, currently working on the upcoming shooter. Up from Titanfall 70. Which makes a lot of sense since they're actually doing a dedicated story mode. Uh, and... I, I don't know. Like it, 
how do you feel about this, Steve? I mean, you keep up with this a lot more than anybody else. Well, it doesn't seem like... Was it that Cliffy B... Was it Cliffy B that said that, um, like, story mode's, like, 70% of your development? I mean, if they've added 20 people, I mean, obviously, that's nice they've expanded, but it doesn't seem like a whole lot. So I wonder if it's not quite a regular kind of campaign, if maybe they kind of took what they did in the original Titanfall and made it less shitty. I mean, you know, but then again, if they've built the base game, maybe it could be, uh, you know, they're able to divert resources from that. It'll be interesting to see exactly how they do it. But I'm, I'm intrigued by it, certainly. Can't hear you, Dust. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Gotta have the microphone on. All right. Gears of War 4 will have split screen for all game modes. Everything. Uh, they also um, recently, it's not in here, but it's also going to have LAN support at launch. It's 1080p, 60 frames, too. <laughs> yeah, Rod, uh, Rod I, Ferguson, I, I, is, uh, he's really been all over Twitter, like, addressing all this crap, like, every second. Have we even said that it's launching October 11th? No. No. It's launching October 11th. Which is a great release day, much better than Halo's. Fighting words. Fighting words. Well, in terms well, I mean, of the, the distance saying. to the November stuff, um, not, you know, I'm not trying to stoke another Gears Halo debate, but I think that launching Thank earlier is... Smarter. Is, is smart. Yeah, it's, it's good for them. It'll help... Uh, software sales be yeah. higher when they launch earlier in the month. You know, it'll be away from, I mean, COD, Battlefield, Titanfall, presumably. Yeah, well, probably it's, a, it's a really good date. I mean, they nailed the date. I feel I, I, maybe all of Microsoft's all, all their missteps, they might actually freaking get this one right. I, I feel that uh, Rod is 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 on fire. Um, like he's really, you know, know, you see him, he's like hashtagging no reason and. Um, and he has a history, so I, I think it's going to be a. I think they're going to nail it, and I hope they do. I mean, I'm I'm more of a Halo guy. I know uh, Steve is one of the biggest Gears fans I know, um, so I'm happy for him. Like my biggest title this year, I said was Quantum Break, but uh, I think Steve did too. But in Gears, I think that the Gears is it's just it's just right at the right time. It's fresh. Uh, looks like they got a real good story. Um, there's, it's just, I just have a feeling that they finally might get a game that really is uh, gets you know uh, critically acclaimed and and does and sells a lot, which I haven't had in a while. It seemed. I mean, Halo Five sold, but it didn't get critically acclaimed like you would. Have so, hoped. what's going to be their November game? Halo was two. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be Forge Horizon 3, like September, I would think. Um, I think Recall will go late August, early September. And then late September for Forza Horizon 3. And yeah. then um, early October, Gears of War 4. Anything late October? Cuphead, maybe? Well, I mean... It's a cheaper title, and it's it's kind of... I think Cuphead's going to have appeal. It's, it, it will, but I mean, in terms of the sort of big tentpole launches i think you know cuphead can kind of release when it wants and be successful you know for a 20 they don't have a game, game hidden do they you think they have a game hidden 
Well, They've already said they have. Um, three, I, I would guess. Yeah, that's just going to be Forza Horizon. There's going to be no double A. You don't think there's a battle? Uh, I used well, to think there was a battle they, toads until until they, Phil's latest comment on it. They, they, I mean, there could be something downloadable. I mean, quite where and what, but you know, there there could well there could well be. Um, Do you think they just meant Horizon Three when they said that they have unannounced titles that will launch in fall? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Well, they did say titles. I think they've (laughs) got. Well, I mean, they they could have something smaller. I mean, it's very possible. I I don't expect triple A, but they'll have to. No, we would we would have heard something. Maybe Recore is the triple A that you know. uh, I mean, it's gonna be. I'm gonna be really interested to see that game. That game is if you know. It's something that could be a a a good game for them, but it it could be a big. Very interesting that it was due to be out already well about now and we've still not seen it i think yeah. there's a reason for that i think i think it could be a launch title for new hardware and that's how they're gonna that's how they're gonna push this new ip oh steve <laughs> oh you're gonna love this steve steve i got an article right up your alley PS4 and Xbox One component suppliers say new products on the way this year. Chip manufacturer AMD has said that its enterprise embedded semi-custom business group, which supplies parts for PS4 and Xbox One, is preparing for the launch of a new product in 2016. In our ESC segment. Yes, it could. It could definitely be Nintendo, but I just, you know, I just don't have faith in Nintendo anymore. I'm thinking the, <laughs> the latest Reddit rumor said x86, so that would fit if they were just like, let's just go for what everyone else is doing. They really should. And they need an but, HD Pokemon game. Just saying. Yeah. But, when but is that, that that's supposed to release? They don't know yet, right? They didn't, they didn't talk the about it. The NX? Yeah. yeah. There's no date. Is it this year, though? It's supposed to be, right? It's, I, I would think next be, year. The, the Wii is not going to last. I mean, well, I mean, it's not lasted anyway, but it, they they can't sit on that. I mean, there was the there was the rumor from uh, is it had to don't I pronounce it Nikkei Nikkei in uh, Japan, and, and they're never wrong. They um, better they have talk, a. They talk sparingly, but when they do this, because it's legit, and they said that they're going to stop production the Wii U this year. They better have a lot of good games lined up for launch of this device to get people to buy it. And I mean a lot of good games. It just after the Wii U, I just don't see people really caring, even if it is a powerful device. Which I'm not even sure if it's really going to be that powerful a device. I can't wait to see the specs of it. I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe it's as powerful as an Xbox One. No, oh, it's got to be more powerful than Xbox One. It has to be. If it's not, that is su- that would be such an utter failure if it's not at least as powerful as, or not more powerful than an Xbox One. Especially in 2016. Um, I mean, damn. <laughs> and No, but people said the same thing about, like, uh, I, I don't see Nintendo doing it. I just don't. I don't think they're going to go for. I think I don't think you have to be that expensive to be a more powerful system than the Xbox One right now. I mean, you get new chips, new new hardware. You could be a little cheaper out of the door. Um, 
I mean, the main thing is going to be, are they going to continue doing this tablet thing and focus on the casuals? Or are they going to continue? Or are they going to jump more towards the hardcore? Like, are we going to see a console that is literally just about power and games like Monster Hunter and Pokemon and, you know, Zelda? Or is it going to be another cas trying to target the casual console? I, I, I'd be surprised if they tried that again. I mean, I think it will be, uh, you'll be able to plug the gamepad into it or whatever. Uh, they, you know, they like their backwards compatibility a lot, so I think that makes sense. But I'd be very surprised if they were trying to, you know, catch lightning in a bottle again with this kind of casual-focused console. Yeah. But it does it really matter? Uh, it makes you think, does, does get catching fire in the community really matter if it sells casually? It really depends on who's in charge. Like, is there any kind of shake up in uh, who's in charge now between Nintendo going from, um, well, of course, I almost completely forgot that guy passed away, but. Um, yeah. Iwata. Yeah. Iwata who's, who's, does anyone know who's in charge now? Who's in charge of this? They announced console? it. I forgot who it was, but they announced it. I'm yeah. wondering, I, it, can't, it couldn't cause a shake up this late. No, I think everything's good. I think that they're 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 on track. I think they're gonna have uh, 4K streaming. Uh, it's gonna be HDMI 2.0. I, I mean, I, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be. It, you know, I gotta say it. I you know everything's so crazy right now. I have really, you know, losing perspective. Like everything's so it's, all over the place. It's Tatsumi Kimishima who is uh, the successor for Iwata. I, I think, as far as I know about him, is that allegedly he told. Nintendo that the Wii U was a bad idea and it would fail. That's good. Well, it means oh. in what way he thinks it would have succeeded. <laughs> um, like, would he would he have thought a more casual approach would have succeeded? But even either way, it's too late for a sake up. What they designed is what's going to come out. Um, but I don't know. It's going to be really... That's the most interesting console coming up. Like, honestly, what that's going to be. I really hope they don't jump on VR. I think Nintendo are forward thinking enough to to do something like VR, which is ironic given the Virtual Boy. But I, don't, I just I don't, I don't trust them. Got, I don't think they've got it in them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Nintendo today has it in them at all. I think yeah. they play it too safe. Uh, the best thing we could hope from them is the GameCube too. Yeah, like that's. It's going to be a decently powerful thing with kind of a weird controller. Cheap, but with all the games you like. Love. You know, nothing. That's really what they need to go for. It's just be the Nintendo console. Be what people will remember. And I think they could go far with that. And for the love of God, do not make any play off the Wii U name. <laughs> go with a new name for the love of everything. They won't do that. They need to call it like the something Nintendo Entertainment System. They have to go full on nostalgia, otherwise they're dead. Exactly. Yeah. I hope they do well, though. The TNES Turbo Nintendo System. <laughs> it's gotta be something like that. Maybe they can call it the Ultra Nintendo Ultra NES or something. Bring that back. You guess gonna... wouldn't be that bad, actually. Well, yeah. they were gonna they were gonna call the um, 
what was it? The Nintendo 64 was the Ultra 64 back before they changed the name. So yeah, that would be an awesome shout out if they wanna if they wanna think nostalgia. Call it the Ultra Nintendo Entertainment System. You know. Yeah. But then, but then, would someone make some kind of funny name to make fun of them because there was yeah. a U? I don't know. Yeah, f- I don't care. If, I don't think you. Uni- Eunice. <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 let people like that try to ruin the name for you. No matter yeah. what they do, they're gonna come up with a name to make fun. But of. they need they need something nostalgic as far as the name's concerned. But I, I, honestly, I I, 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 I think, think Nintendo's pretty much done. Careful about not about going too nostalgic. Though. Yeah, but it's working right now. It's working. It worked for Sony at the last E3. Um, if you think about like all the things that happened at that last E3 that was so successful, it was Shenmue, you know. It was uh, what was the other nostalgia stuff? Uh, Final Fantasy. Um, what uh, the Guardian? The Last Guardian finally happening. You know, the the, the real uh, key to that E3 being successful was was nostalgia, honestly. And for a lot of other companies, that E3 it seemed to work. You know, like with back, backwards compatibility for Microsoft, it kind of has a nostalgia thing with the 360 being very really popular. Um, so I, it seems to work. At least at this point in time. So I think they need to stick with that personally. And at and least need, the name. Oh, go ahead, Dust. They need to be committed to a better online infrastructure, like completely. Like they they need to be able to have from now on. If you buy a stupid freaking SNES ROM, it works on your Game Boy. It works on this new console. It just works everywhere. It that needs to be tied not, to your account. Yeah, that way it's not you're not sitting there buying the same Super Mario Brothers 18 times. Yes, I know they make a ton of money doing it, but guess what? They just lost all their customers the last couple of years because that's all they ever do. They need to show people brand loyalty. Both they need to show a reason to have brand loyalty other than being milking their customers out. Like cuz I I well, won't do it no more. Like well, I if they're won't... gonna I'm sorry. No, go go for it. I say if they're gonna do like you know what you're saying, not bringing all the same kind of games and brands back. I think what they should do is actually just bring it back all from the beginning. You know, try to get try to really top load it with all with all those classics. Like get a new Mario Kart Mario Kart out as soon as you can. Get no, a no, Mario I, 64 I, type I, game right I, away. I agree. Get it it's out of the way. The, like they're backwards compatible games. They need yeah. to make sure they work everywhere like you oh you're can't... talking about that stuff yeah 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 that stuff L- could not... you imagine if they released a version of this console that had a slot for a game boy cartridge and an n64 cartridge and just went the whole way just made it because there's still people that <laughs> own so, so many old games they are they still own all no, these old but... games but like they that, wouldn't that's too, call it that's the too Nintendo niche. Chameleon. Like that's that's not gonna work what they it need would... to do is just have their games backwards compatible and then because I mean, let's be honest. The whatever they release is going to be able to run SNES games. Yeah. Have the course. SNES games ready to go at launch for all the IPs that they can legally do, and just put them all up on the store and make sure that if you already right own it on, if you already own it on your Game Boy or whatever, guess what? It's there for you. Like because it's going to be tied to your account from now on. You don't have to buy these well, games. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. 
if you, you even if they because, lose revenue, it's worth it for their market share. Well, that transition needs to happen right now with the Wii U, though. For people yeah. who own digital games on Wii U, they need to make it to where they can you can suddenly just tie them to your account. That and I'm talking about not just Wii U games, but also the emulated games and stuff like that. The virtual yeah. console, that stuff needs to just be all tied to your account in this generation. That way, when the NX comes out, you can just download them all. You know what I mean? Or if they don't do it like that and they do it where you have to transfer the games like they did from Wii to Wii U, well, when you transfer those games, maybe then it could be tied to an account. But what they yeah. do need to do is make sure everything's tied to an account. Because this whole tied to the console thing is just not working. And they nope. need to... I, I want to... I know it's called virtual console, but I think they need to get rid of the idea of virtual console. It should just be games on your system. Like, it should be this idea... Because all virtual console is is... It's almost like a marketing way of saying you could buy your old games. Like they should go the Xbox route with indie games, where it's just part of the store. Yeah, it's but they just call it games. ID. It's they still have a. a I know they call it ID at Xbox. Xbox but so. I, no, but I get where you're coming from, Jason. We're not saying I, have like virtual, co- they're, but they're going to be. This is we're talking about fucking SNES games. They're yeah. not going to be next to fucking like I don't know what whatever COD. Minecraft or COD. Like, you're going to have Donkey Kong Country, Mario Kart, Super Mario Brothers. Like, you're going to have those games. They're going to be their own thing. They're going to be their retro games. And you could have a retro game part of the store that's nothing but old SNES, NES, like, even N64 games. Like, any of those. You could have them right there. I don't and you think... could just have this console, make it so that it's tied to an account, and guess what? If it's available on the fucking 3DS... You can just turn on your account on your 3DS and play your games where you're not sitting there frustrated that, oh, did I buy it for this console? Because what the big thing that happened this generation for Nintendo, from what I saw, is people went from going, wow, they're releasing that on fucking the DS? Oh my god, I gotta pick up Mario Brothers for it. To, wow, this is the fifth time that I've bought Mario Brothers for a Nintendo platform. I'm done. Like, that's, that's the attitude now. People are tired of buying the old ROMs. They need to be, like, they, Nintendo needs to give a reason for people to back their system. And you if they what? keep trying to sell the same four freaking games, it's going to ruin them if people don't have it where it carries on. Like, it has to be something permanent, and it has to be, there has to be a reason I want to buy those games permanently, and not just as this... Like, well, I guess I'll have these games for another three years, and then I'll buy all these games for another go-around on their next platform so that Nintendo can slowly stay alive. Like, they they need to have something. There's no excuse to not have every single first-party game ever released up to at least GameCube on the system and available on day one. You know why there's no excuse? Because I could do it on my computer using ROMs. That's why there's no fucking excuse. If a community can already has all these emulators set up, and there's no first-party support or anything, and it's already running that well, why can't Nintendo do it? And they own the damn games, and they own all the all the hard, you know, all the no, software that ran it and everything. My thing is, Jason, there's no excuse. If, even if they have every single game all the way up to the Wii U, they have everything they've ever. They produced. need to transfer ownership. I agree. Yeah, yeah. If if it's literally, guess what? You it's tied to the console. It doesn't matter. Because nobody's going to want to buy it. Nobody. At people least are tired for, of it. Yeah. At least for digital stuff. It's... And, you know, maybe... I know I was being kind of stupid with having the... 
uh, you know, plug in anything, any game. But it would be nice if it actually did have a port to put in uh, 3DS games. Um, that would be kind of cool, actually. That's just me, though. <laughs> As someone that owns a 3DS game. Uh, Maybe they can make an adapter, but I wouldn't include yeah. it on the console. Would it really I would, be that I, bad just to have a small little, because it's like a little DS card, you know? I, I, I don't want to pay the extra money that it might cost. No, but like there's been like people that hacked the 3DS have already said like there's yeah. issues because it's tied to the the actual um, the megahertz of the processor, how it runs these games. Like it's it's done so weird and backwards from like regular like the regular architectures for computers that it just it doesn't work well in emulation. But they would have to really dedicate time and effort into making it work properly. And that's just something Nintendo's not... I hate to say it, they're not known for it. They release great games, and they're great quality, but when it comes to, like, system maintenance or anything, they're, they're just... No, they just don't do it. Well, they're we do... Uh, I know that was the last piece of news for uh, what we had up there, but uh, there was some fresh news. Um Arc Survival just—they just released a new update. Uh, there's new types of servers called extinction events, and they reset every month, which is actually pretty cool. Hey, I got a quick uh, question about this extinction event. Does it—is uh, it tied directly to when they get the game pulled because they broke broke the law? Yeah, I saw that. That was so bullshit. You guys signed a contract saying you'd never develop another game or whatever bullshit. I don't remember. It was dumb. It's never gonna go through. Um, they also released uh, a new dinosaurs, really a woolly rhino, which I know is not a dinosaur, um, but and some other ones, and uh, just fix some stuff, some frame rate improvements. But the big thing is the extinction event of servers. I'm sure people will, uh, like that. All right, cool. All right, that's gonna do it for the news portion of the show. Thanks for everybody for your input. Uh, and if you have a, if you have stories you want us to cover, please write us at letters at xboxuncut.com and throw in articles. Like, uh, we're, we're always looking for, like, even if you just want to hear our take on if it's a different console or something like that, we'd love to talk about it. Um, so let's just get what, what you've been playing. Vern, I, I know you love this game more than anybody else, so let's get right into Quantum Break. Yeah. It's great, man. I'm only through the third act right now, though. I'm taking. Yeah. I've really been taking my time, trying to hundred percent it as I go, and stopping and reading every email, and yeah. taking the game in. And I'm at the point where I'm kind of sad. I only have two acts left. Um, yeah, I played the first three acts and seen the first three episodes. So what, I got two more acts and one more episode of TV. So, um, but yeah, the game's great. I mean, it it it's got its issues. I mean, I'm not gonna get upset about someone giving this a 7 or an 8 out of 10 or something like that because, I mean, as I'm playing it, I'm noticing issues, but I can look past them and realize how much I still love the game. Um, like, the animations can be a little funky, especially in the platforming sections. That's, mm -hmm. been my main, that's been my main gripe if I had to pick something I didn't like about the game. I like the idea of the platforming sections and using time manipula manipulation to get, to get through them. It's kind of a cool puzzle. But um, just like the basic jumping animation makes it weird. You don't know if he's going to catch on to it right or 
how high the block has to be to be able to jump up to it and catch on. And sometimes it looks you looks like you should, but they've made like an artificial boundary in the game, but you can't go into that area. So, I mean, those are kind of flaws that stick out and make the game not seem as polished and as perfect of a AAA experience as I feel it could. But um, besides that, I mean, the game's fantastic. The graphics are incredible, especially for a 720p solution. It's really surprising. The transitions from the cutscenes to the gameplay are great. Um, I love the way uh, all the different parts of the game come together. I mean, not just the TV show and the game, but also the the writing that's within the game in the emails in the letters you know from one person to another they really inform your opinions of what might happen in the live tv sections because you've already developed a, an idea of what this person is and what decisions they may may make based on the histories you've already read about um you know before the tv episodes happen so it's really cohesive in the way everything's combining and it's really impressive and then, I mean, you also look at the gameplay side, and the the gunplay's great. You know, all the guns feel really tight. The aiming feels good. Um, the balance of all the abilities is just right. And I don't mean balances in how how powerful they are, but I'm talking about balances as timing is concerned. Like just the way a stu- just the way like a, a stutter or a dash or whatever they call it uh, feels. It feels like it's the right length and the right time. Um, this, it's the same way I feel about Halo 5. It just the, the gameplay feels really honed and really expertly crafted. Um, and then you look at the sound design and you're getting on a whole other level. Um, it's incredible. The music's great, obviously. We, we, I think we might have talked about that in the podcast in the past, or I don't know if we did or not. But or maybe it was just on Twitter we were talking about it. Sure we heard we the, about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. We talked about maybe the six or eight tracks that had been out already, but the full soundtrack's out right now, and it's incredible. Um, and we're actually getting him on the podcast. I don't know when exactly, but he is going to be on the podcast, Petri Alonco. So that's exciting. But the way that is combined with the sound effects uh, within the game, they help kind of build that music. It's really wonderful, and the spacing's done really well too. The audio spacing, like in a full 7.1 yes. sound setup, it, it it does a really good job. You can, it, 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 you can what? On. No, you could walk. Just to further on your point, you could walk around and search for collectibles, and you can you, you'll hear in the direction that they are, and you could. I mean, I have no problem searching and listening. You get the whole thing. You take it all in, but you can hear it. You know, walking away or wherever you have to walk, you can hear the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but not just that. It's it's the sound effects that happen within and outside of the manipulated areas with time. You know, oh, the way yeah. it's dampened when you go in and out. Uh, the way that affects the music when you're inside and out. Um, it's all really, really impressive. It's great tech, and I think it's being overlooked because yes. it's probably the best sound design we've ever encountered in a video game, and it may be for some time. So, yeah, this it's 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 a it's an entirely great package, I would say. Um, my only gripe besides talking about the animations, it seems like it'd be really nice if they had some kind of like time attack mode or horde mode or some something to to play just the combat. Because the way the game is paced, um, it almost feels like the combat's like half the game. You know, there are there's a lot of exploration. There's a lot of little mm-hmm. puzzle sections. There's a lot of cutscenes. There's a lot of the TV. 
um, to where it feels like the actual platform. combat. Yeah, it feels like the combat is actually not most of the game in a lot of ways. I don't know if that changes in X four and five. Maybe it does. So I won't be telling. <laughs> yeah, not but don't you think it'd be anything. nice? Don't you think it'd be nice if you had like? No, I agree. I like you I, just one hundred percent gameplay just for uh-huh. a little while. I thoroughly. Well, this is what I've been saying for a long time, and I think that when you're making a single player only game like this, particularly when you've got, uh, you know, perhaps in a, you know, like Tomb Raider had expeditions mode, and I think that style of mode is really good, but didn't necessarily suit Tomb Raider too much because you know the combat's not distinctive and, and as good as Quantum Break. I think it's a real shame that they didn't have something like that that just lets you play it in its purest form. I think that would have. That would have been really good for it. We might as well talk Quantum Break altogether, everyone that's played it. But um, I I think my biggest gripe for the game is I want more platforming sections. Like, I wanted more puzzles. Like, there's a lot of combat in the game. But honestly, I really like the puzzle stuff, and especially the, the SIP going into the bridge and how you had to run across it. And, like, every time you got a certain amount, it would change again. Like I really liked that, and I wish there was more of that in the game. You don't um, think the animations hindered those sections though, and made them look not as f- complete, partially? You know uh, what I mean? Like it's like you see something. I mean, the one you want to. I think I was what too. What I'm going to compare to is Uncharted. You know, those animations are so smooth when yeah. you're climbing up something and jumping over something. Well, yeah, yeah. But... And, and I, f- I feel like if the game had that for those platforming sections, it would have felt that much more complete and that much more of a AAA product. You know what I mean? Not that it yeah. doesn't feel like a AAA product, but it just—I think those little things would be nice to see for a sequel. If we do get a sequel. Um, um. By the way, not spoil. Definitely not spoil anything. But I can't wait for the sequel. I'll just say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, if we get, I hope we get one. No, yeah. I think we'll get one. With the way they ended it, you well, guys haven't even finished it yet. With the well, way, with the way it ended, there's another one coming. Believe me. Um, they left it. Believe me, there. There's going to be another one. Just well, they the said game. when they were developing well, they the game, they wanted it to be an. Yeah, but they said when they developed in this game, they wanted it to be an origin story. So we kind of knew it was yeah. going to be a cliffhanger in some way. And it really is. I mean, I uh-huh. I can't wait for you guys to finish it because you get so much more narrative in those last acts to really push. That's it what I end. hear. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm loving it. And so there's far. stuff you got to pay attention to because like there's characters people are like, hey, how did that happen? And it's like there's stuff that's even in. Like the narrative you find to help explain that in the future, and it's something we could talk about later. But um, yeah, or on a spoiler cast or something. I yeah. loved the gameplay. I thought like the I thought the the time stuff and everything was really fun, especially after hearing so many people play it and say that it was bad or it didn't feel good or which of yeah. course you know I didn't play what they played, so I can't you know I can't I, speak on what they played. But you know what I it reminds it me fun. of. You know what it reminds What's me that? of is the reaction to Sunset Overdrive. Um, yeah, because with, with Sunset Overdrive, the game was designed in a way where you don't want to be on the ground. You want to be constantly uh-huh. moving, constantly on the rails. And they even made the AI like push you from those situations where you needed to be up in the air. And I feel like Quantum Break is doing the same thing the way oh, they fight the enemies to keep you moving. And it's not a traditional cover shooter. You know, the idea is to use the abilities to kind of create your own sort of moving cover. And I, I think they slowly push you out of the cover as you play. Like it's kind of uh-huh. once you get to those enemies that start, you know, uh, dashing like you do, then it's kind of like covers kind of becoming suicidal. Um, and it was annoying because you see people like GameSpot say it's a cover shooter. It's not a cover shooter. It's not at all. No, not at all a cover shooter. 
And then they went on to say there was no effective way to chain the powers. That's bullshit, too. There really is. Um, the way oh. the cooldowns work, and they're, the cooldowns aren't across everything. Each power has its own cooldown. So yeah. if, let's say, if I was approaching a sniper, sometimes I would dash, dash, and then jump right into him. Or I would just blow him up. Or, <laughs> you know, there's so many different options well, to approach an enemy. It feels like they didn't play anything past the first two acts, honestly, because in the third act, yeah. you get a particular power. I'm not going to spoil it, mm -hmm. which uh, lets you chain things together. And really, I think you know what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, it changes the game. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And it changes the game in the same way that the air dash changed it in Sunset Overdrive. And you need it, too. With the you enemies do. that come, you come across after you get it, you need it really badly. R Right, right, and I, maybe that's maybe that's a problem with the game that that wasn't introduced earlier. But you know, yeah, that's, I think a sequel could really refine these issues we have with the game. So I think the thing I really want to point out is how well they did the live action stuff. It's awesome, and I really want a quantum bake TV show now. <laughs> My, there were like there were like two stupid lines in the first episode. Yeah. There was one about like the co the coasters or some stupid like that. And yeah. There was another, and there was another one about having a dream about a cat or. Was, I kind of yeah. I kind of cringed at those spots, but. The, the, that was about where it, that was actually kind of where it ended. After about after that, I felt like the writing improved, and by the second and third episodes, I'm really kind of digging the TV show. So looking yeah. back at it, I almost feel like those are inside jokes that they got out of the way in the beginning of the TV show. It really feels know. like an inside joke, but it it just it just felt like they were still kind of finding themselves. You know, I don't understand people that said it was jarring because you go from game and then you go to a CG. And then you go to the live action. Like, it's not like you instantly go from the game to the live action. I, I don't know. It, it, it didn't feel jarring to me at all. Yeah. Um, I do think one of the issues is that uh, there are probably a lot of reviewers, a lot of people going into this game expecting to not like it because of the TV show. You know? Yeah. And that already kind of informed their opinion of the game before they played it. Not that they don't have a, a reason to feel that way, but I think that definitely did hurt it. But, you know, it was experimental, and they did a great job with it so far from what I've played. All so I could say I'm excited to keep playing. The game does not deserve a 4 out of 10. And in my Probably. opinion, it doesn't deserve a 6 out of 10. I could see I give it Probably a 6. Probably not. But I don't think it deserves a 6 out of 10. For me, yeah. this game's an 8.5 to 9. It's not perfect, but, I, but it's really good. I think everyone should play it whether or not they end up liking it. It's it's yeah. risky. It's a risky experimental game, and it's really cool to see. Fantastic. It. I'm, glad it was, I'm glad it was published. I mean, and and, it, and yeah. if you like Remedy at all, this game you're gonna love. So, I, I I'd like to introduce a new segment on the podcast where we're gonna go around rating critics' ratings, <laughs> analyzing reviews. Yeah, it's inspired by GameSpot. <laughs> I just want to throw it out there. When you have to go and rate your competitors' reviews to explain why your review's not shitty. No, let's let's get more let's get more in depth with this. When you have to make a video analyzing other people's reviews, but then the video is just ninety five percent of you defending your own reviews. <laughs> that's a problem. That's a problem. If it was well, actually a video about other hey. reviews, all right. But you know what no, the best I don't part of this was? Oh, just, just be dedicated to your review. If people say. Hey, I didn't like the game. Don't fucking make a, make video. a video criticizing your the other people on the market. Just go, hey, this is our review. This is what we thought of it. Like, we, you don't have to make that video. 
that video only exists for clickbait. That's what the it's The thing there that for. upset me is that they said, here, here were their three actual, like, three things they actually said about other reviews for Quantum Break. One, people only gave it higher reviews because it looks good. Which is such a bullshit comment. An asshole comment. Two, people only gave it higher views because it was innovative, and innovative games don't deserve higher scores just because they're innovative, and that's why I don't give VR games higher scores. That's literally what they said. And what was the last one? Um, God, I can't even remember, but it was another bullshit thing. You know what the best thing about this video, like right in the beginning... The guy said, um, "Name me any part." Well, no, no, no. Before this, um, he said, "When he, you know, decided, you know, I'm going to give this a six out of ten. Maybe I should, you know, talk to another reviewer or something and find out, you know, is it me? You know, is it so me or is it?" Uh, so he went to Jeff Gersman. <laughs> who, who would go to Jeff Gersman to decide if they're in line with the rest of the media on a game? Shit. Come on. <laughs> That was just this. Well, and they came. Oh, over here's, they, were the last, first. they were the here's first. The, to come here's out. the last thing they said about other reviews of this game. Those people must have played a different game than they did. <laughs> well, I mean, in a way, maybe they did because it's obvious they didn't stop and read all the well, emails they, yeah, they, and things they, like that. They yeah. literally came out and said the guy came out. Well, they said two really fucked up things. They said one. One thing they said was. That the TV show characters had absolutely nothing to do with the main storyline, which, which is, is completely bullshit. And then they said, one guy said he came across one email in the game that was a narrative piece, and it didn't have anything to do with, it only had to do with someone that was in the TV show, so he decided to skip every narrative piece. Yeah, and then later on, someone said they found something really cool, and he was like, well, I really wish I would have saw that, but since there was so much, I decided to skip it. Yeah, it I think people. I think people really. Um, they might have missed the boat on this. This is well, this is a fantastic game. It really is. It it sound design, like you said, Vern, is. I've never heard anything like that in my life on a video game. It is. It is the top of the line. The graphics, the way they cut the screen, and the way the 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 sound and the visuals melt together. I. It's I've never seen a game like this. It's it's uh, from a technical standpoint, it is unbelievable. Um, and then they, they nail the story down. I mean, it, people just don't read. I guess they don't want to read the things. But if I'm reading the things and I know, I would have been nice. It would have been nice if all those things you read had narration, kind of like what you see in Tomb Raider. You I know, was thinking yeah. That would have been a really and good I thing to do. I love how they uh, they utilize like when they when they they utilize the inner thought like when Sean Ashmore is thinking to himself or he's th he's thinking to himself and he talks about I like the way the, the way the whole thing is. Just well, fantastic. yeah, they framed it nicely it, because like in a situation like Tomb Raider, she's always talking to herself. Whereas with the way they framed it in uh, Quantum Break is they start the the game with an interview. And throughout the game, it's her asking him questions, and that's yeah. how he's doing the inner monologue. So it it makes a little more sense, and it comes right. off less of him talking to himself and more like telling a story. So I did like that. So that was I just smart. I just want to bring up my favorite part of this GameSpot video, and we'll stop. They said, uh, enemies have the company's logo on their clothes. Oh, yeah, so let me get this straight. A large corporation with a private army... Which, by the way, an entire storyline in the game is to have a PR effect. 
has their logo on their clothes, so that's ultra lame and stupid. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's really goofy. Oh, and to get back it's to your question about playing a different game, like I must have been playing a different game. Well, maybe he was. I mean, if he's calling it a cover shooter, he probably wasn't playing. He must the have game. literally been playing another game. I wonder if he was actually. Playing no, 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 game. no. The way he was yeah, playing it made it feel like a completely different game, yeah. probably. But that you I know what's so... funny is the footage they showed during the video showed them actually play it like they were should have been playing it. Unless yeah. they were using footage from someone else. Maybe but it was like, Sean Ashmore's footage. Maybe. Because <laughs> he was pretty good at it. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I just think it's in I, bad form to, like, shit on your fellow critics' reviews. Like, it's... Like, I get it. Like, that they don't agree with you and you have a separate uh, review. Well, but, who had the best review of the... Of, of the uh, well, it doesn't critic. matter who had the best review. Like, it... It's just—it's so come na- out like you honestly. Can have reverse, it, Jeff Gertzman doesn't like it. I understand. That's fine, but I'm Jim not going to make a review critiquing Jeff Gertzman. Uh, and the only reason we're critiquing them now, because you could say that we're doing it right now, is because they made this video. Nobody sits there and, and like, goes, <laughs> "Let's go uh, and fucking bitch about." Like, yes, we we argued what about is, the five what is point the, scale all the time. They felt a need to defend themselves. But, so what, I saw it. I I, I, I saw somebody it, 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 somebody tweeted me earlier about it. They were basically like they were defending their position. Basically, was went on and they went on a video and made a video about it. Like but we said, like ninety five. Ninety-five percent of the video was literally them defending their own reviews, even no, though but, it was called. Yeah, when you do that, when you're at that point, you you might there's you know there's a little something there because I don't know. Well, ahead, to Dustin. defend your position by throwing fellow reviewers under the bus is fucked up and wrong yeah. and terrible. They even said like, it in the beginning. I don't like they said. Jason, I don't, don't want me off, but especially I, when you say go ahead. Like if you want to, like I said to begin with. If you're going to fucking review a game, stick by your review. Hold your guns, you know? If somebody says, you only give it a 2 out of 5, yep, this is what I thought of the game. This is it. Like, that's my review. You don't have to sit there and go, well, Vern's an idiot because Vern thought that this worked. (laughs) But let me tell you, he was playing a different game. It was awful, and they had look. No, you don't do that. That's awful. That's not how you defend yourself. You defend yourself in your review. Like, you tell people honestly what you played and why you like it or dislike it. And if you thought it was a 6 out of 5, or no, a 6 out of 10, and you go and talk to Jeff Gertzman, he's like, yeah, it's like a 2 out of 5. You don't lower your review because Jeff Gertzman doesn't like it. You go, well, I thought it was a 6 out of 10, and you give it a 6 out of 10. You don't... Exactly. It doesn't make sense. You don't do the whole song and dance that he's doing now. You just do it, so... And the the messed up thing is he brought in other people to do the video with him to try to back up. Sounds like it's a who didn't even play the game, didn't even finish it. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what's going on. the The best review I heard so like the uh, the best review was Sterling was very good. Yeah, Um, I think that was the fairest out of the ones I've read. Because I mean, he really took in all the faults and all the pros and gave a fair score and a fair opinion and. And that's fine. For a new IP, you kind of expect little things here and there to kind of bug you that they can work out in the next yeah. game. So, Well, there's two things to get out of this. One, you knew the video was going to be bad when they started it off by saying, I don't want to be negative towards other reviewers, but, yeah, you know, right. when they say something like that. And two, it really sucks because these reviewers do this, and they don't think about how it affects Metacritic. 
And I know, I don't think Microsoft's one of those companies that bases bonuses off Metacritic, but there are companies out there that do. And it seems kind of stupid for these guys. It almost feels like Giant Bomb's just trying to make a statement with this shit, rather than telling yeah, they the truth. Had it out, see, they had it out immediately. But I don't think they are. But with Gears of War Ultimate... I don't see, know, I think just... the whole problem with the whole thing is either three, you like the game, or two, you don't like the game. You cannot like the game and give it a 65 or a 70. But in this case, it weighs to a four. So it, and it, and it skews the meta. So it's, it's, it's a blow and should be weighted by meta. For, you know, it's a five-star system. But Jeff basically didn't like it. But, you know, he, he did give it some praise. But overall, the game, to me... Uh, it should be praised. It should. It's. It's. Yeah, it's, it's not a seventy-seven. It's not a seventy-seven game. It really is. No, isn't. it's not. That's, kind of, that's really upsetting. That's upsetting for the developers too. I think because they put a yeah. lot of hard work and time into this to make something new, and I think they succeeded. And it, it's kind of sad that people. A lot of people will just look at that Metacritic and go, "Oh, okay," and move on. And the messed know? up thing is, Giant Bomb's review alone could keep it from being an eighty, just by being a forty. It yeah, just has to be one really low it. score. It's weighted I would, higher. Oh, I, I yeah. don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't add it. Yeah, they have to weight it. They probably do. No, they do. They weigh. They do. They, they weigh Gamespot and Giant Bomb pretty highly. Yeah, that's but, just like. I just like uh, at the end of the day. I just. I don't. I'm not going to support their websites anymore. Like I think. It's, it's, <laughs> what do you? What do you think of the game, Dustin? I've only played like the first act. I thought it was really good. Okay. I enjoyed yeah. what I played. Like I. I I haven't like. I just haven't had time to really dive into it, and I want to. Like, everything's yeah. sold me so far. The storytelling, to me, has been great. Like, I'm totally, completely interested in these characters. At no point was I ever, like... Not oh, reading, right? Yeah, what, what, what are we going to do now? Like, are we going to go through the time door? No, it was like, I want to do this. I want to see what's up next. Uh, and, I don't know. Like, I don't get some of the complaints. <laughs> but... No, no, I'm talking about like I'm not even talking about GameSpot or anything. Like I, I, but I haven't played enough of it to to really to judge. really show off. It gets so much better after the first. Too. <laughs> Tim, you know what yeah. made me you know what made me question GameSpot when they gave four to six and eight out of ten because the and the only complaint they had was because the replays were thirty frames per second. That's what made me stand back. All right. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think of it, Steve? Uh, I've or... played too much of it. Um, I haven't finished Act Two yet. Um, I liked it. Problem is, I've had some some issues, and I was just like, can't be bothered. So when I first got it, I got it all installed and stuff, and I finished the first act on Tuesday. And then I started watching the TV show, and it was streaming, and it was stuttering, and then it just kept stopping, and then it kept skipping around and quitting dialogue, so I had to start it again. You know, and then I got to the end. It's like, right, well, let's just wait for this episode pack to download. So, so I did that and played it the next day. And then I started it, and then the game, you know, I did a bit, and then the game full reset and lost all my checkpoints. Oh no! And that then, sucks. and then I got this really weird bug where, so when I started oh, no. this, the second act again, he just like got stuck in slow motion, but not like any of the <laughs> slow motion powers. Like, the whole world was, like, operating as normal, but he was just, like, in slow motion. And I was, like, trying to work out if I'd done something, and then he, like, <laughs> fell off, 
like I was, I think I was doing the first. This is how early it was in the act. I was doing, you know, the first like puzzle where you have to shoot that thing down yeah. and then move it back up. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. it was there, and it and it was really weird. So I did that, and I, you know, I carried on playing, and you know, and then I had. Um, so I carried on playing it for a bit, but I, uh, I think I had another issue and I got irritated with it, so I turned it off. I turned it back on earlier today, and I was playing through it, and I left it paused for a bit whilst I did some other things and went back to it. And when I turned it back on to play it, the audio was like... Yeah, I've heard of that bug. Not there. Yeah, like There I've was like some bug. audio, but all this. So then I was trying to wear that out, and then... So I realized my checkpoint and it didn't work, so I had to turn it off and turn it back on again. And then I played it for a bit more, and I think I, I died on this bit because I kept telling him to jump so that he would slide down something, but he wasn't jumping. Damn, and then Steve, I turned it what off. What the fuck and, happened to your game? And then I turned yeah. <laughs> And then, I, I, to be honest, I've been playing Stardew Valley, and I've played like 126 hours of that, and it's fucking incredible. What game uh, is this? Stardew Valley. What is that? Stardew Valley? Star D-E-W, he's saying, just for people who are confused. I thought he was saying Jew. This isn't about Jewish people. What kind of game is it? I thought this was Stardew Valley. It's an RPG. It's like a farm simulator, like Harvest Moon. It's incredible. I got married on it and everything. But I've been playing that, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, but does it have a live TV show about you getting married in it? Because if no. not... <laughs> um, so, the thing is, I, I do really like Quantum Break. I, I do. I, I don't have any huge problems with the, the gameplay. I think, you know, you talked about this thing that chains it together. I do kind of feel like, the, as, it, as it is now, you know, the gameplay is missing something, so I think they'll, they'll give it to me. But it's like I have had a few, like, eureka moments where I, I tweeted about this and some people said they got quite excited to hear it where like I wasn't really sure exactly how to utilize the, the powers in a way that was like I actually needed to use them but there was one bit where I, I stick the the, was it the the time bomb where you press right bumper mm-hmm. and then it like stops the time in front of a barrel and then I shot the barrel and then I shot all my bullets into this into the the thing <laughs> and knowing that the enemies were running through the door and then they ran through the door and then the time thing imploded and blew up the barrel and they all died. <laughs> and that was legitimately like I was sitting there thinking, yeah. you know, this this is it. You know, this is this is you know, this yeah, is but... and that and that was that was awesome because it was you know, it was tactical and, and stuff. Uh, and I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, a Eureka moment. What's what's really cool though, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, but whenever you do the time dash, which is the short little dash. Is that the left? Can... Yeah, yes. yeah. You you can upgrade it to where right when you're finishing the dash at the tail end of it, when you push in the the left trigger, it stops time for a moment, for you to actually set up a shot and get a headshot or something like that. And that's a really really important uh, feature of the gameplay too. So little things like that, that each each move kind of has their own little thing to, and why it's there, you know. So it's fun. But, I, like I mean, stuff. you know. I have been doing a lot of looking around, and I, in the first, very first section, I got like 15 out of the 16 narrative things, and I was so irritated. Um, and I loved the Alan Wake, like the video was just remedy, just masters. I do like it, and I actually think, on a technical level, here's my issue with with being sub native resolution. Okay, excessive amounts of shimmering irritate me. Like mm-hmm. Sunset Overdrive had it to an extent, but it wasn't so bad. But like I remember, like Cod Ghost launch, it had 
awful shimmering, right? But this game has next to no shimmering. Like I've I've sat there and I've moved That's the stick around four times. MSA, you know, and I've, I've plodded around and you know it doesn't look 720p. And some people mentioned the IQ and you know, but I think I I think the problem with the IQ is that this there is a film grain on it. Like I think if there was yeah. an option to say hey turn the film grain off, I think it would actually. I mean, Mass Effect did it in 2007 and it, it did make a difference. Um, I mean, maybe that's kind of how they built this. Maybe you can't turn it off. That's, that's for fine. ghosting, right? Like when you see the guy's head turn around. Or... No, no. The, what the, is the that? Film, what is the that? The film one? grain is. Vern, you, you explain film grain. That's hard to explain. Have you ever seen Battlestar Galactica or Mass yeah. Effect? You know, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, it's like I understand. It's like it's like a like a movie type like. Cinema. Well, they yeah. do it. Yeah, like an old more sort of an old yeah. movie. Yeah, old. Movie. Yeah. Have you seen Saving yeah. Private Ryan? The whole opening scene from that right. has like film grain everywhere, you know. You've seen Daredevil on Netflix; it has a ton of film grain. It's full of it, especially if you watch it in 4K. It's I did. Worse. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about like where like you'll see the the like one thing I That's noticed. That's ghost thing. You, yeah, well, yeah. Like um, you, they definitely put more polygons or whatever more into Sean Astmore's character. On screen to the like uh, Saren, um, you know, uh, it, it, you could definitely see that. Uh, you know, he looks much better than than that. But other than that, and this is like there's very few. There's only the walk scenes where you see that. When the game gets into the combat, you don't see it. It's so fast and it's so hectic and crazy and um, snappy. You know, fun. That's what I yeah. love about it. Just feels yeah. snappy. But here's the thing say- about the, the ghosting, right? And I thought about this a lot, and I did play around with this. Is that you know I get that it's uh, you know it's a technical deficiency, and I don't want to sound like I'm being a bit of a sympathizer here. If there is something that they've kind of overlooked, but I couldn't help but wonder if it might have been a slightly deliberate side effect, because if you look at all the movement stuff, there is a lot of that naturally. Like when you move along, there is like these sort of blurred lines stuff, and I, and I actually felt. That it fitted in with it, you know. I looked at it, it and maybe, maybe the you know Vern is seeing some odd moments where there's a bit more clarity. But when I looked at it, and I, and as I said, I did test this out. I was like, well, you know, if you look at how this world is presented, I would expect it to do that. Yeah, and now, it kind of adds to that instability of the world. I understand that. So, but I mean, you know, as I said, I, I am really liking it, and I've I've spent a lot of time sort of looking around, and there, I mean, there was one of these narrative things that was like some ridiculously long emails, and I was like, I don't want to read that, and then like I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I've got to read that, and they're worth it, you know, and and it is, and there's lots of interesting little like subplots, and I I kind of wonder if I should go back and watch episode one again because I just want to say there's disjointed, if, at not spoil, of course I got to say it again, not spoil anything. But there are some big things in the game that you'll miss about what happens in the ending if you don't look at some of that stuff. Not in the way that you're like confused about what's happened, but well, I guess in a way, but not you know in you'll the get a better thing, idea of what's but you'll going get a better on, right? idea of what's yeah. going on. Like there's some really big stuff, um, which means you should stay away from spoiler threads. But. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you should definitely pay attention to that stuff, especially where it seems like you should pay attention to it. All right. Um, I think that covers Quantum Break <laughs> for this week. Because <laughs> I know we'll talk about it again next week. Uh, 
I'm just going to get what I've kind of played, because I, I, I want to grind my gears about something. So I picked up threes, like, expecting to be able to snap it, because that's their big thing. You can snap it and do stuff. Well, the snap does not work with Netflix. It doesn't work with Plex. It doesn't work with Hulu. It doesn't, like, it just... Where the fuck am I going to snap threes? Works like, with TV. That's about it. Huh? Yeah, like, what... I, I'm sorry. You, you need to step your game up with threes. Like, that that thing needs to snap it, with Hansa, everything. Isn't it's that not... a problem with the video apps, not exactly. with threes? It's not with threes. It's because Netflix, you can't snap anything correctly. Same thing with... Yeah, it's the video apps. It's just annoying. That's a Microsoft that situation, actually. Yeah. Like, they need to... And it's, well, and the video apps. Well, no, they need to make it so, like, if it's a video app, squeeze down Netflix a little bit and let me have three snapped. Well, it's probably up to the developers of the apps and whether or not they want to support Snap at this point. Well, you well, no, but like you the originally app snap it with Netflix and they took it away. No, it's they not did. about snapping Netflix. It's about reducing Netflix's size just a little bit because it doesn't even reduce it. It technically well, just puts it in a smaller image and then snaps threes. Well, what I'm saying is I think it's probably up to the developer whether or not other things can be snapped when their program that is open. Up. Yeah, that's Which what I mean. Is, oh, it's just, I don't know. It's just annoying, and it kind of destroys yeah. the purpose of snapping threes. Because I want to be able to just sit there and watch, like, I don't know, like Star Trek or Star or something, and then just be able to have something to fiddle with. Yeah, like, that's a bummer. Yeah. So uh, four out of ten, that, Dusty? Yeah. Two out of five. Uh, two out of five. So four out of I ten. I played a season or episode two of The Walking Dead, Michonne. It's it's better than the first episode. Uh, not gonna spoil anything though. I I enjoyed it though, especially the ending to it. I can't wait to play the third episode. Um, and then played some Left 4 Dead two. I don't know if I talk about that. It runs okay. Like for the majority of the time, it's fine. But then. There have been really weird instances where it's like I'll be in an empty stairwell and like going just down the next level. And it has to be a loading thing or something. And you'll just see the frame drop to nothing, the frame rate, and then it'll pick right back up. But it's definitely playable and worth playing. Um, picked up more Fallout 4. I've been playing like kind of the beginning of Fallout 4 again. I deleted my save game so that I could actually restart. And you're you're just like Maria. That's what she does. She never does finish an RPG because she'll play it for like ten, fifteen hours, and then wait like half a year, and then start it up again and be like, "Oh, I should start this from the beginning," and she'll delete it and yeah. do the same thing over and over again. Well, I mean, I beat Witcher and I want to beat Fallout. I'm gonna do yeah. it. It's just uh, I had spent like five or six hours in Fallout, and I hadn't played it for months on end, and I was like. Screw it. Let me just start over. There's no, yeah. you know, there's no real reason for me to sit here and. I'm a fan of Fallout too. Yeah, like it, uh, it, it, I think it's just the, better for me to start over. The nice thing about Fallout is become because some RPGs you come back, you're like, well, now that I'm back to it, I kind of want to play this character in a different way. But yeah. Fallout, you, you, there's no limit on the amount of levels you can get. So you can basically level, and and all be all, you can have a character leveled in everything. So if you come back and you want to do unarmed combat, you can do that, you know? Yeah. But I was happy to restart it. And then, to finish off everything I've been playing, is Minecraft Xbox One Edition. I built a new road in my survival map. It's found a new little cave area that I'm going to start exploring soon. I don't know when, but, like, that's... Progress is continuing. 
continuing. We're gonna continue building. I'm gonna hit end game. That's my uh, that's my new year. That was my New Year's resolution for this year is to actually beat it and hit credits, officially. So that's oh, I do. Do. I did want to give two Black Crush updates since you okay. know yeah, Black yeah. Crush guy, Alan Wake. There is no more Black Crush in the 360 backwards compatibility version. It looks beautiful. On the other hand, who's tapping? On the <laughs> on the other hand, uh, Killer Instinct Season Three added Black Crush, and this doesn't have anything to do with the recent thing where they said they wanted to make the art style look darker or whatever. This is actual Black Crush because the PC version for Windows 10 doesn't have it. So, yeah, those are your Black Crush updates, <laughs> which is weird, like really, really weird. Yeah, hey, I don't get is it. That that they must have. Because I know they redid the lighting system. So I get that they're messing around with the gamma settings. But they messed it up, yeah. But they completely just screwed it up. Just... Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Hopefully they fix so, it soon. So you can't even see all those cool little lighting things they changed because it's just too dark, so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, does anybody, has anybody played anything else other than me? I played Fallout, and I I'll, I think I'm gonna get. I played like five hours, and I'm still gonna go back to it right after I finish it. I I, I enjoyed it, um, and playing UFC, it's uh, really good. I love the combat. I go online and fight, and uh, that's what I've been doing. But Quantum Break takes it. I get a question from the Wicked Soul. He said, "What happened to the division?" I'm still playing the division. I'm just kind of on hold while I finish Quantum Break. Same thing with Maria, but we'll get right back to it and finish our way to 30. Or I think we're at like level 23 or 24 now. We've completed most of the game. So, and, uh, I know Steve was pretty into the Dark Zone. I don't know if he still is, but we're still playing. Uh, I've played it a bit recently. It, the problem I kind of got was that the, the drops I was getting were kind of not great and you know the amount of uh, dark zone uh, the amount of phoenix credits you need to get all the decent stuff I was just like well you know the problem is, is that I was buying saving up phoenix credits to buy all these sexy blueprints and then buying the blueprints and it's like oh hey Steve you've got this gigantic range of things uh, a gigantic range of like damage and DPS and stuff that you can have for your weapon you know why don't you go and build this weapon and see what you get and you know I built one and it was on the lower end so you know I waited like 20 hours and then went back to it and then built something and it was even worse and I was like well you know what what's the point if I'm if I'm going to be building all this stuff and it's just shit so and I do really like the dark zone actually and the extraction stuff is good but I mean I'll, I'll go back to it. I've got the seasons pass and stuff but I was just feeling a bit like well you know, if, if that's kind of what it's just going to be like when I play it, then there's there's not really a whole lot of incentive for me to do that. So, it was I mean, the incursion updates next week, and yeah, that could be interesting. We'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not done with it. I'll go and play it, but I just, you know, I'm playing it probably sort of every night anymore. Maybe like once or twice a week. Which is still a good amount of time. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other games, guys? Oh, uh, I got one other game I can talk about, unless anybody has. No. No, I'm good. Well, Does you want to hear about Stardew Valley? No, not really. I do, Every time I hear that, I hear Stardew Valley, and I'm thinking Mel Brooks is making this game, 
and it's <laughs> and it's, it's funny it's, as shit. It's yeah, part of Jews in space. Like that's all I can think of. I'm sorry, Steve. It's just the way you say it. It's. <sighs> and we've. I spent the other night and we quoted Spaceballs for like four hours. It could be like uh, the Exodus in space. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like a, oh, that'd be incredible. But I picked up a roller coaster tycoon world and it's early access on steam uh i've only played a little bit of it but it's pretty freaking awesome like just because you can build curved paths and stuff now you're not kind of limited to like straight lines anymore or they've done a really good job at allowing you to build all kinds of world angles when it comes to roller coasters and like it's i don't know it's i love the roller to roller coaster tycoon games i like i mean building amusement parks is just a ton of fun I don't, I don't know if y'all have the same passion, but yeah, I love my brother games. does, but I never really did. You know how much I like tycoon and management games. I mean, I was, I played Rollercoaster Tycoon to completion last year at one point. Um, I've got my eye on Frontier's new game. Is it Coaster Tycoon or something? As opposed to Rollercoaster Tycoon World, I don't really have a whole lot of faith in Atari, although your words do inspire me a bit. Um, but the other thing is, I, I backed a Kickstarter game called Parkitect, which is mm-hmm. the same concept. And I was playing that in alpha last year quite a lot, um, or like pre-alpha. You know, it was sort of so early that they hadn't even it was downloading through Humble, but it's coming to Steam soon. And you know, and obviously it's been updated and improved. So I'm looking forward to seeing that and play it more regularly. I mean, I was you know, uh, it was very early on uh, when I was playing it. So there wasn't much to it, but it's actually a really nice game. Um, you know, the tycoon elements seem pretty good. They were just building them up and um, stuff. So that's kind of been where my uh, roller coaster tycoon efforts have gone. Yeah. And that's Frontier's also the developer that made Zoo Tycoon and the older roller coaster tycoon games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I could talk about one last little thing real quick. I finished the podcast We're Alive today and it was i don't know it was really good and they're starting up uh another kind of another series in the same universe but if you lock down like yeah. yeah if you want another good audio podcast kind of listen to that's kind of it's, it's like uh what was the halo one i keep blanking on it every time i talk about this uh uh the the halo 5 pr podcast thing yeah yeah. Similar to that, just zombies, and it's just really good. But check out We're Alive if you if you have never heard of it. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for the podcast this week, guys. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. I'd like to thank everybody for trying to keep the podcast short at two hours and 41 minutes. Uh, <laughs> Let's argue uh, we'll, again. We'll, Let's do we'll it. Catch y'all, we'll catch y'all later. Thanks so much. Please write us at letters at xboxuncut.com. And we'll catch you next week. Write letters. Bye, guys. Later. Alright. Write letters. <laughs> Write letters.